Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Thank you, Stephen A. Smith. This is Rashawn McDonald, and I'm the host of MoneyMakingConversation.com. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. My MoneyMakingConversation.com guest this week are legendary comedian George Wallace discussing his book, Bull Twit and Whatnot, The Online Ramblings of George Wallace. I will be discussing Race in America with Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. Hyping Chef Tregay. She has a new show called Tregay's Way on the OWN Network. Chef Hooters talking about her popular Just Savor Spices and celebrity makeup artist Derek Rudley. Visit MoneyMakingConversation.com right now. I'm Rashawn McDonald. My next guest, they call him the man. They call him the comedian, the legend. He is George Wallace. George Wallace is an award-winning comedian who has been selling out comedy clubs and concert venues all over the world for decades. He recently launched a 2020 residency at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino prior to the pandemic. Since City has named, has named through admiration because he's been there many years by nicknaming him the new Mr. Vegas. Wallace awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Soul Train Award, Comedy All-Stars, won Best Stand-Up Comedian at the prestigious American Comedy Awards, his first book, book, Laugh It Off. Now he has a new one called Bull Twit and Whatnot, The Online Ramblings of George Wallace. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, my friend, George Wallace. <laughs> and hello to you, young man. God bless you and yours and everybody. Uh, uh, not that we're on, before we started, you gave me a little uh, lecture. And what was that lecture about? You on how many stations and some of those or what kind of stations? Well, you know, I'm on podcasts and then I'm on church stations. I'm on like about 50 stations now, syndicated nationally. And so I just want to let you know, you know, George, you know, we have a history. I could care less about those church people. Those church people cuss <laughs> as much as I do. Don't you tell me talking about church people. Every Sunday, I went to church last Sunday. It was the first Sunday, right? And they had right. communion. They right. got these new communion. They got the wine and the wafer uh, combined in the same container. And and I see little old ladies in white dresses just cussing, trying to open that. You can't get the wafer off. By the time the preacher said, let us all eat and drink together, I see little old ladies from the mother's board in white dresses going, this is some bull twit. This is some bull twit right here. Bull, bull twit, twit and whatnot. The online ramblings of George Wallace. George, Come on now, we've been knowing each other for years. Your first book, Laugh It Off, I loved it. I loved Listen, it. Listen, thank you so much. I had, uh, it was in its third uh, printing, and I sold more books than I thought, and they're still buying that. But the new book, right? it's Bo- going crazy, Bull Twit. You think and the pandemic whatnot. has something to do with people at the house? They got time on their hands, unemployment? What do you think? Why people? Why is it, why is, why is it selling so much? A combination of everything because we are at home. I'm at home. I'm incarcerated here in Atlanta since March uh, 14 and got nowhere to go, nothing to do. Right. I'm maybe taking it too serious. I don't know. You can't take it too serious, but I'm very cautious. I'm social distancing. I, uh, Rashawn, I'm trying to stay six <laughs> feet away from myself. That's how. Uh, that's how I'm into this. Well, I'm gonna tell you, tell you George, Let's talk about that because see, I'm gonna tell you something. In March, when it hit, man, you know, because we, we, you know, comedians, we always see someone with a third eye, so we see humor, but we also yeah. see reality. And so when I, when I first went out in public, I was, I was in Houston, man, and I had my gloves, and I didn't have a mask at the time. I had like a ski mask. I kind of pulled it up over my nose, right, 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 right. and then I, I, I had me some Perel, leftover Perel, because I didn't know at the time Perel would be like 
you know, liquid gold. You know what I'm saying? And so I went to Home Depot, went inside, and I came out. I didn't know what to do. Do I take my gloves off? Did the stuff I bring out of Home Depot, was it contaminated? I was just a, a mess of confusion. I took the gloves off, then I re paralleled my fingers, then I looked at my steering wheel. I didn't know what to do with my steering wheel. I was just a mess. That's how I was when it, when, at the very top. Now I'm a lot more calmer now. How did you react yeah. to the pandemic? Well, I was just like you. I was doing stupid stuff. My mask is over on the table, but I had a mask. I got a shield. Right. I got everything. I reacted in such a different way. Man, let me tell you something. I was doing all kinds of crazy things. My eating habits are different. Right. Like this morning, I had a hot dog and potato salad. Right. I'm doing all kinds of crazy things. Yesterday for dinner, I had chicken, Cheerios, and cheesecake. So I'm doing stupid stuff, but... I'm trying to keep laughing and trying to stay happy. I'm trying to practice social distancing and right. But I'm, it's it's a different day and time. It's a new day. Even with uh, last week, my daughter drove by to visit me, and uh, I live on the 25th floor. So she was down in the parking lot, and I waved at her. <laughs> I said, "Keep moving, curb by wave, drive by wave, drive by yes, wave, <laughs> drive by love, drive by love, drive by love." <laughs> But listen, also, with the, it, it's something what we're doing. Uh, yes. The family is not going to get together for Christmas. We're going to Zoom like we're doing right now. We're gonna Absolutely. Each other Which is smart. Just as much fun. Which is and smart. we're going to have Christmas in July. July. Christmas Which is in fine July. with me. We can celebrate Which is fine the vaccine is out. We can do better. Now, now this, let, me, uh, let me ask you this, Joe. Is this part of your online rambling right now? Because you ain't making much sense to me, but you're funny, though. Is this part of the, Is this online rambling right here? This but, is what you... It's really? You know, because you because you just joined social media last week. See, you want them late commas to social media. You didn't understand what tweeting was. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get, say this to you, but it looks like one of these fingers won't go up. Now, listen. No, I'll, I'll drop down. Listen, I'll drop listen, down. I'll drop I'll down. Drop down. Listen, <laughs> now, I'm being very serious about Christmas in July. Uh-huh. What's happening now, some of these families, like my family, part of my right. family in Ohio, right. there's so much love in the house, they don't mind meeting up, but I want them to know that Meet up later, social distancing. You don't know right. where people have been. You got people coming in from everywhere. So I want you to practice safe, safe practices and, and, and do the right thing and try to. That's why I'm saying we can celebrate Christmas in July. But, but, but George, how can you take advice from a comedian now? Okay. Because I don't know if you're serious or you, 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 you. How can I take advice from you? You're funny, dude. You're a legend. You don't, you don't need to take advice from me. You just need to listen. I want you to be around to buy a ticket. I don't want you going out into all of these. Uh, like, I live here in Atlanta, right? And sometimes I think they did not get the message here in Atlanta. Right. Some of these young kids are not taking it seriously. Right. And I think you've got to do that. And, I, and uh, when I see these kids running around, I'm going, and I may be wrong by saying this. You know, sometimes we talk about the number being disproportionately in our neighborhood higher. Right. That's true. And I'm going to just tell you the truth because they ain't wearing the mask. Right. Put the right. mask on. Right. Right. Please put the mask on. Wear the mask. And we know the mask does make a difference. Well, when you so, have their fearless leader, we call our fearless leader George, you know, Donald Trump, who go well, to the Army Navy game, he don't wear a mask, who tell everybody he don't want the White House staffers, you know, vaccinated. So you have all these mixed messages. What do you say about somebody who's leading us down the wrong path? Well, that's the problem since 2016. I'm going to write another book. We're promoting my book today <laughs> called Real Twit. But my other book, excuse me, church people, but it's going to be the name of the book is going to be How Trump Effed Up My Life. Right. And I'm serious about right. this. Mm-hmm. And Trump, just because of leadership, okay, yes. 
Mm-hmm. That's why this country has gone down the wrong right. path. Right. And I did write a joke about stop calling it the, the China virus and let's call it what it is, the Trump mumps. Right, you know? right, what right. What has right. happened here is that just because of his leadership, he could have mandated the mask and it could have been much better. We Absolutely. have more cases than China has. I think Hong Kong is around 5,000 deaths totally. Absolutely. Look at us every day. And we, numbers and we are going, going just to cross. Just because of bad leadership. Yeah, cross 300,000. not been right for us. Okay, cool. Now, let's go back to the book, which was really funny. I, I Like I said, I, I love Laugh It Off. You came on my show when that book came out. I got that at the house. And so, so one of the funny things, it's kind of like, they're kind of like phrases you can like put on your refrigerator or you can put on your mirror. You can like cut or chop up the book or you can take, take pictures of the book, the bull twit and whatnot. And one of the favorite phrases I've because, you know, the thing I've always liked about you, George, is that your comedy has always been tied to logic or people not using common sense. Right. Exactly. And so one of, one of the favorite lines is like, why is it so easy to pick locks in movies? That's yeah, like, wait, just, just look at that. Now, if you're gonna, <laughs> you got a million dollars in there, right? And here's right. a guy come on with, 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 a, with, a, with a, what do you call it, with a pen? With, 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 with a, uh, what do you call it, you're holding the paper with? A paper clip. Paper clip. And paper clip. A lock. Right. Stupid right. stuff. So, right. Rashawn, these are my online <laughs> ramblings, and I'm just venting, talking about different things in but, my head. But, that John, do but John, that's so true. That's so true. That's so true. You know, because you watch these movies and all of a sudden, like you said, it's a vault. They come in there, man. They put their ear to the to the safe. To the safe. Click, 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 open. Okay. Or, you know, back in the old days, you know, you used to be able to push the lock the key out the door, slide you some paper, and then pull a lit key. That's old school. But nowadays, they just going. I was watching a movie the other day. Well, I was watching uh, 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 the, the uh, Last Mohican. Last, that's one of my all-time favorite movies. First of all, he had he was handcuffed. Next day, he didn't have handcuffs on. I said, how did he get out of the handcuffs? Only in the movie can you be handcuffed and you're not all handcuffed. In the movie. So that's why not only in the movies, my online ramblings about things like they're just because um, <laughs> I got to get it in and so many characters. Uh, uh, just how poor we were growing up. Right, I right, know right, it's right, not right, just right, a regular right. how poor we were, but uh, Rashad, you may not know this, but I'm raised, born and raised in Atlanta. We were so poor that we couldn't listen to, uh, we, we could only listen to the pips. That's what I'm trying to say. We never knew that was a Gladys. We, 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 we never knew that was a Gladys night. We were just, we were just really poor. Don't laugh that certain people, you know, like Sanford, we, I didn't know there was a son until about 20 years ago. We couldn't watch we didn't know about something. Nah, so I got nah, to, I got nah, to George, Las Vegas. Hey, George, George, I'm going to tell you. No, I'm, you ain't going to come on. Just check this out. Just check this out. This the one that got me in your book, though. It just feels like Al Roker straight up knows how to screw. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's my church people here, but how did how did that Al Roker get that sexy to you? you that's no, rambling right there, brother. That's rambling right there. That's Al Roker right now. And <laughs> 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 <Hey>, listen. <laughs> I pay a lot of attention to Al Roker because also it's a weatherman. Why do they say stupid things? Right, right. now, this morning, Al, right. Al Roker said in New York City, right. it's 45 degrees, but it feels like it's 36. Right, right. But if it feels like it's 36, it must be 36. Oh, my God. Stop saying stupid stuff. Oh. So I talk about stuff like that. Right, right. Listen to Richard. I love the book because these are jokes normally I wouldn't. When I wrote the book, why should I give away my jokes for free? Right. When people can pay for them. Right. And I thought, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I'd be thinking. 
Right. Some of these people will never, ever get to see George Wallace in Las Vegas uh, in your local city where I come. Absolutely. But right now I can visit and people can visit me from all over the world. Absolutely. And we can have little And that's jokes. what social media and did for I you. I did it. It's paying off. I love these jokes. Like right, right now, I'm going to give you a shout out to Rashawn McDonald and your favorite coat factory. Right. Burlington. Now, my, my, there you go. You picked that one up in My favorite is Burlington. <laughs> You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a cover repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work, and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y, or visit CarShield.com and use code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y, to save 10%. That's CarShield.com, code money. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I read your book, George. What you ain't going to do that to act like I didn't read your book, you know. That is so cool, man. I read your book. Now, you know, like one of my favorite jokes, we grew up so poor, we stayed at the two seasons. <laughs> the two seasons. But let me tell you, hey, don't even get it. Now, the other side of that is the, it's the replies that I get back. You right, know? right, 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 right. It's a replies that people get back. Now I can twist that joke when you come see me. Now I'm staying at the four season. Right. Where it's like $10,000 a day for a suite. And then, you know, I did the joke. I'm going to bring this joke back. And the lady, the maid asked me if I wanted her to change my sheets. I told her, I want you to change everything in this room. $10,000 a night. I want you to get those curtains off the wall. You know, get, to, get that ugly carpet off the floor. You're going to change my drawers for $10,000 a night. So then you make these. When you come hear me, you hear a different type of joke. I want right. to tweet. You got another favorite tweet there? Some of the stupid stuff I would do because you know me, I'm different. Like you said, I don't play by the rules. You don't play, I, but you never play by the rules. And but, but I would eat a cupcake out of pan and pancakes out of cup. That's that, I, I don't. That's scary. That's scary. That's scary. Now here's one of the other favorites that I read. Okay, shout mm-hmm. out to the top five ain'ts in the world. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no volume low enough. Ain't too proud to break. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And ain't and no friend no ghost. No damn ghost. <laughs> I ain't scared of no ghost. You, no, I think George, I, put a, George, I, think George. I put afraid in the book. Then they got put afraid in the book. Hey, hey, afraid. You say afraid. I, see, I, I, I read the book. See, I, see, that's the rambling part. See, you're getting old, George. You're forgetting what you wrote. You forget what Listen you wrote. To me. I'm gonna tell you like my daddy tell you. I yes, don't sir. have to read the book. I wrote the damn book. Okay? Well, you forgot what you wrote then, George. And we talk about bullshit. You forget because I'm moving on. I, I'm more. I'm more into my real jokes. And like I said, these are ramblings. Go ahead, give me another one. I wrote. I ain't give you nothing else because I'm tired of you, George. I'm tired of the disrespect I get when you come on my show. Nobody you disrespects no me like me. I knew you. I've been knowing you. I'm not a fan. I'm your real daddy. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, so happy well, to Paul, let's Paul. talk about this well, book. Paul, Paul. And the book is, uh, people are buying it. The quality of the book, that's what I like about I, the fact, quality of the in book. In fact, I'm a, I'm, okay, yeah. and y'all whatnot. blur, y'all blur, every time he hold up his book, blur the book. 
Blur the book. Yeah, I, I, I know how to do it. I know how to get back at you now. I'm going to blur the book. George Wallace, georgewallace.net. That's where I want you to go. I'm not on Amazon, Rashawn, <laughs> yeah. because I know you. You know why I'm not on Amazon? Why are you not on Amazon, brother? They take half my money. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. Okay, so now, I'm he... on georgewallace.net. People are buying five and ten at a time, Rashad. I am really blessed. I'm so <laughs> blessed that uh, with this book, and I already got more book to it coming, and I just decided last week that the bird, Wally Bird, is going to become an animated series. Congratulations. So we can really do some fun, and I can come talk to you. You can give me some lifestyle points. Well, dress uh, points, dress points, uh, because I don't know what that big old flower or napkin you got in your lapel or in that pocket. I don't yeah. know what that is, George. Somehow, somebody just listen. Just, it just, pops up, and sometimes it goes down. See, that's yeah. I don't understand that. That's that like look a like elevator. a uh, look like a. Uh, so it pops up sometimes. It goes it look down. Look like a Christmas decoration in your top pocket, there, brother. I don't care about it. I don't play by the rules. Everybody else keep theirs up. I keep mine. Well, keep theirs down. Again, I keep mine up. Look at it now. Online keep ramblings it. again. Now, George, you know you was a late player to the social media game. You know, yes, sir. and uh, and so because, you know, you started to stand up without social media. You were famous before social media. You were selling and still sell out venues and comedy clubs. So what oh. made you finally adapt to social media? First of all, I've been doing stand up since 1887. OK, right, right. right, right. That's how long I've been doing comedy. You, 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 the yeah. reason I came to Twitter was because I had uh, I just wanted to be a part. You got to keep stay relevant. You got to do what I love the young people, what they're doing. Right. Uh, some people are not even going to television anymore. Right. Uh, there's a comedian named Country Wayne. That's my boy. Now, nobody know who the hell he is, but through social media, he sells out everywhere. Yeah, with three million you social media followers. You got to do things mm -hmm. like that. You got to change with the times. So mm -hmm. that's why I'm on uh, uh, um, tweeting and uh, I'm on um, I'm, going, I'm going to Instagram. I'm going to do more on Instagram. I love TikTok. Right. I love me some TikTok. I love all of those funny, stupid things that I just love what the young people are doing, and I'm trying to stay young with them. We should stay topical. Don't say you should stay young. Just stay topical. Top. I got. I got to work with your lingo too. You know, you got the swag. You got the. You're a legend. See, sometimes you got to stay topical. You got to stay young. You know, you're okay. you're you're a legend. You know, I well, you're a mentor. You know, we want to be yeah. George Wallace. I'm not trying to stay young. I'm just trying to. Just trying to be me. I'm just, just and you are you everyday life. But one thing I've always noticed about you, you know, like you've opened for everybody, headlined all. I've seen you at the Staples Center. I've seen you at, you know, uh, charity venues. You, you and I have shared the stage together. Your acting sure. sitcom star. What has been the most fun part about your career, George Wallace? I think I can tell you that by just saying the most fun part about my career is that how blessed I am. I'm right. so blessed to. I have a passion for uh, being around funny people and being funny and, and, and enjoying what I do for life. God has blessed me, so I'm getting ready to choke up right now because he's given me a job, my passion. Every, all I do is lie. Just right. lie. I just make up stuff. I just bull twit. And I just love lying. I want to be the great. I ask God to let me be the greatest bull Twitter in the world. You know right. what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Bull mm -hmm. Twitter in the world, because right. right. church mm -hmm. people are watching. Right. Mm -hmm. I want to be the greatest bull Twitter in the world. But right now, Donald Trump is kicking in the bull Twitter department. Right now, the whole... I love what I do. I'm so blessed, and I know you love what you do. Look at you. You got on a brand new suit, which you got to take back the name of Marcus tomorrow. You're looking good. Yes, sir. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's on layaway. Actually, it's on layaway. I got it from Walmart. So you can keep it for a few weeks. <laughs> Well, I know yes, the girl behind the counter. I, I, See, I know the girl behind the counter. Uh, 
I know I'm behind most the counter. Enjoyed their lives. Yeah. So I know I'm behind the counter, so I can take it, and then she give me my money back. I only lose ten percent, you know, at Walmart. Exactly. That's how it works. But I know I'm behind the counter. See, if you know black people. Black people know black people. That's how you get the hookup, you know. Oh, but if you know a white person. person. You know you're going to bring it back. And, they, and you know it's only a 10% restocking. They call it a restocking fee. Right. So and they, it, they and if you right know back. a white person behind the counter. You look good every day. Ooh, white person behind the counter, George. You really get some discounts if you know a white person behind the counter. Ooh, let me tell you. See, <laughs> you know all of these new colognes? <laughs> these colognes that cost... Uh, 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 Stop telling me. The one I use, $300 a bottle. I ain't paying for that stuff. Do you have a sample? You have a sample. Always, they give you a sample. And I got, right. they give you, they load me up. And, right. and that's how I go. I go to these stores and I go to a different store. I get any cologne I want. Do you have a sample? <laughs> I be thinking. Okay, Joy, the book, you know, you, you, read it, you wrote it during the pandemic. Okay, your residency got canceled because of the pandemic, but it didn't stop you. No, from... no, 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 it did not get canceled. My name is still on the marquee in Las Vegas at the Westgate Hotel Casino, the world's largest sports book. But I'm as saying, but, but when are you going back? Over, I will be back. back okay, cool. Okay, what is the setup? Because I went to your previous shows. Is it on Monday nights? Is it, is it seven days a week or a dark day on, on Sunday? What is the schedule when you go back uh, in 2021? I will go back. The schedule will be the same Tuesday through Saturday, Tuesday right. through Saturday right. at eight o'clock right. at the Westgate. And we love to have fun there. And uh, I don't know what the situation is going to be with the new uh, rules. You know, right. sometimes it may be 50 percent of the room mm -hmm. of the room. It may be 25. We're having problems in Las Vegas right now. Yes. I don't know what the new ramifications are going to be by the state. Uh, but you qualify, but be there. George, you owe you qualify for the vaccine early, don't you? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I think I said I was not going to take it because of the, the past history of us, you know. Okay. But then I thought about it. So maybe I'm going to go ahead and take it because I don't want to get the disease uh, when I had an opportunity to take it. So I, I, I'm uh, deliberating on. So you talk about the Tuskegee I'm on the side experiment. Of the that's what you're talking about, the Tuskegee experiment. Tuskegee, yes, that program. And that was another program, too. But okay. That's why black people don't want to take it. And I, I think you should be concerned about whether you should take it or not, the mm -hmm. the uh, uh, side effects of it. We mm -hmm. don't know what it's going to be yet. But right now, so many people are kicking the bucket that uh, you got to do something. You want to take a chance on something. You, you want to be always on the side of right. Right. Let me ask you this. You know, we're we coming down here with the COVID-19. Uh, you, you, you trapped at your house. Mm -hmm. You do curbside? Do what you? Or do you do DoorDash? What? How do, do you? DoorDash. How do you? I haven't been to a grocery store. I haven't been to a grocery store since March. Okay. And I, I really like it. Everything is dropped off at my door. Mm -hmm. uh, the pharmacy is at my door. Right. Any restaurant I need in Atlanta, uh, it can be at my door in 15, 20 minutes. And I thought I would never ever order steak dinner uh, from a restaurant because I thought it would get cold. But it gets in my house. It's hot and it's good. <laughs> I'm actually enjoying the new way of living. I don't think we'll ever go back to you won't. Uh, some of the old practices we had. Well, I, I'm surprised you don't you didn't you didn't produce any facial masks because you're an entrepreneur. I'm surprised you didn't have any bull twit. You got to put some bull twit and whatnot facial masks. Well, like I said, I do have uh, that could come up too. Thank you so much for doing for saying that. That could come up. Uh, uh, laughing all the time, a lot of people open their mouth. That's all they're talking is bull twit. Right, and right in front of their mouth, you know, bull exactly. twit. Right. See, see. Okay. So now. You, you, you created, thank you so much. You have created another product. Go to georgewallace.net in my <laughs> store. In my store. We got the books. We got the hat. And now we're going to get a mouthpiece. I'll be thinking I've got hat. Like 400 
mask. Bull to it. Bull to it, mask. I love the mask and I love wearing the shield. Okay, hold up the book one more time, George. You know, the shield look like a, a giant bug. Don't wear that in public, okay? You look like a giant bug. You look like a bug. This is a book, book a, twit, a George You look like a black George Sci-fi. You got to get this book. I appreciate you much. Bug. And, uh, bug. My screen is going back and forth. And, because it's, uh, it's just cheap, George. It's cheap. I'm sorry. Your background, that's, that's the city of Atlanta. Hey, Joe, I'm just going to tell you something. When I get it right, I'm going to invite you to my studio. It's Cobra Friendly. You know, this is uh, my studio is going to mm -hmm. be on fire. It looks good now. I know, you, I know you're shocked at the, the come up. I don't up. care how good it looks. It's going to be like 2023 <laughs> before I come in. I ain't going nowhere. You understand? I'm well, we know you, you know you're going to Vegas. You're going to Vegas in 2021. The summer of 2021, I'm going to be there to watch you. In Vegas, so I know you're gonna be there. I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe I'm sorry. Not. You're gonna There's get the vaccine and bull twit too. More bull twit. Why do people say maybe, maybe not? Yes, yes, I like that thing? one too. Uh, uh, oh, I forgot this one. I wanted to maybe. say. Shout out to the five top five ups in the world. Keep your chin up. Throw your hands up. Thumbs up. Moving on up. And this is a stick up. <laughs> this is a stick up. Yeah. Get up. Look up. The replies, uh -huh. the replies, and get up. Just, they're so good. The replies are so good. Like I did the top five pans in the world, right? The right. top five pans, right. P A N S. Uh -huh. I did Peter Pan. I did Panamania. Right. I did Flash Out of the Pan. Right. I did Pan American World Airways. And I did another one. And somebody, a reply was, don't forget Mugu Guy. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I thought that was so funny. So the replies are great. So go online and you can tweet me and have fun. Yes. These little online ramblings from my head. I'm venting and you can vent along with me. And I appreciate that. Okay. Well, George, first of all, thank you for coming on my show. You've always supported my now, platform. You won't pay me for coming on your show. Not you really, not money. really, because I know how to hang up studio. on people that I owe next money to. You get some really? real wood. Yeah. See, next time you, you get some real wood, you can paint it. That wood comes in color, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's been painted. But see, what I ain't going to do, you already told me, everybody, you my daddy. I let that slide. What you ain't going to do is call my, 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 my studio <laughs> cheap. Okay? That's real wood back there. I don't do no your mama jokes no more, okay? Uh -huh. I don't do no your mama jokes, but I did do some Christmas shopping for your mama. You can look out of my window. I went over to the store, the sporting goods store. It's a sporting goods store. Uh, Rich, I can't see it. It's, oh, no, Dick's over there. Your mama loves It's called Dick's Sporting Goods Store. And that's where your mama loves to shop. John, <laughs> I love you, man. Like they would change the name of that store. Hey, it's man, like you, name, you, you need to stop. I already told you, that. you ain't going to get me shut down. I only got by, I only got by a church station. 10 HBCU and the rest commercial. You ain't gonna lose my church station. I'm sorry. You ain't that famous no more. No more. I'm the Church of God in Christ, Bishop Charles E. Blake. Yes. And I want all the people out there in all the churches, matter of fact, I want you to stay safe, stay black, stay woke, and enjoy your life. Happy holidays to you. I'm George Wallace. I love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Hallelujah. Up in Hallelujah. There. George Wallace, thanks for coming on Money Making Conversations. Appreciate you. What's your name again? <laughs> Bye, Joey. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversations, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. <laughs> Subscribe. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Bye, y'all. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. This report is brought to you by Humana. If you're a veteran on Medicare, there are Medicare Advantage plans that complement the coverage you get through the VA. Ed Sandrick is director of Humana's Veterans Channel. How does a Medicare Advantage plan work with VA benefits? 
Medicare Advantage plan can complement uh, the health care services and benefits that a veteran gets at the, through the VA. The Medicare Advantage plans that Humana offers, particularly the Humana Honor Medicare Advantage plan, which was designed with veterans in mind who use the VA, works side by side. As I said, it, it kind of complements the VA health care. An individual can go to the VA for the services that he or she wants or needs at the VA and is eligible for, and also can use the uh, Medicare Advantage Network uh, as well, side by side. They don't uh, interrupt one another. Um, there are some myths and misconceptions among the veteran community that it, they may jeopardize their VA health care should they use original Medicare or Medicare Advantage. That's just not the case. For more information, visit Humana.com slash Medicare. Hi, I am Rashawn McDonald, host of MoneyMakingConversation.com. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award is a celebration of black men making a difference in our community by empowering others to reach their life goals. They can be civic leaders, people in business, activists, celebrities, and everyday dads. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award honoree this week is C.J. McCullough making a difference. In 2016, this Portland Trailblazer basketball star opened the C.J. McCullen Dream Center, an innovative learning room outfitted with new computers, books, art, and learning tools for the Blazers Boys and Girls Club. They go through the year program, and once they finish, I think two to five students are in position to receive a job that pays up to 70000 a year with no degree. It teaches kids you know, from inner cities, kids from from underpoverished areas and underserved community areas, how to code, and then it provides them with an opportunity to, to make a living for not only themselves, but their families. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award represents men who have strength, whose wisdom is assertive, and who is genuine in their spirit. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is a person who's about planning, committed effort, and right direction, pointing you in the right direction. He's Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. He's one of America's premier public intellectuals and author of over 20 books, including seven New York Times bestsellers. Dr. Dyson is a recipient of two NAACP Image Awards and the 2020 Langston Hughes Festival Medallion. Former President Barack Obama has noted, everybody who speaks after Michael Eric Dyson pales in comparison. His latest book, Long Time Coming, Reckoning with Race in America, is now a national bestseller. Dr. Dyson tells us about his latest book, Long Time Coming, and what compelled him to write this particular book during this time. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, my man, Dr. Michael Eric Dyson. Brother McDonald, man, it's always great to see you, hear you in that mellifluous language and that fluid articulation. I'm down with that, bro. Well, we, we've been together a long time, man. I've been with Steve Harvey and I, man, all the way back to L.A. days when, we, when you it's first true. came on our radio and uh, been, came on our show. Out. I saw your other, uh, Noni, who's yeah. working for some other people. I've been working with her. So, I look, I'm, I'm just with the Steve Harvey alum over hey, here, bro. There you go. There you go. Well, you know, I like to believe I had a little blessing on each one of them. They blessed me and. uh and more importantly, your information that you've given us. And I want to go right off the part. You know, 2020 has been an amazing racial year for us. You know, as African-American men, you know how we've always felt about the police from a standpoint of a strong level of comfortness, you know. And but but seeing it play out in the public's eye. How would you say cell phones has played? Has cell phones really been the game changer in our pursuit of racial justice? There's no doubt about that. It's a great way to uh, characterize it. The Gutenberg shift introduced by the smartphone right, mm -hmm. in particular has changed the game. Now, you know, black folk in technology, we always doing stuff outside the box. Yes, yes. Uh, we had beepers before we knew doctors had beepers. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. Mm -hmm. Oh, physicians have them too? Because the hood <laughs> is the one that had them, and we mm -hmm. knew what was up. Right. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they wasn't just paging their girls. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, 
we have always made ex- exorbitant, extravagant use uh-huh. of available technology. Yes. And what we've done with the smartphone has been extraordinary to be able to record. I mean, right. when we captured in 1992, Rodney King, that was on a home video v- recorder. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, but a portable one. Yes. Now with the smartphone, it's even more accessible. Everybody in their mama, grandmama, right. grandson, right. you know, cousin, uncle has a smartphone. Everybody wants to be Margaret Bourke White or, you know, Gordon Woods. Right. Uh, right. And, and so is there, or Deborah Willis. So the thing is, is that we're able to use that smartphone to record what we say is true. We've been telling y'all that the police act out of hand. We've been telling y'all that no matter what we do, they can cut the fool, as my daddy used to say. Right. They treat mm-hmm. you with disrespect. They will ignore you often. They will tr- uh, ignore your humanity, your desire to be treated with equality. They mm-hmm. will be angry at you and resentful for you even having a backbone mm-hmm. or a voice. Mm-hmm. And now these these video cameras have recorded it. Whether sometimes it's on the body cams right. of some of these police people, but we can't really rely on that because they no, turn can. them off and on mm-hmm. uh, when they want, and they capture what they edit it in their own, to their own advantage. Right. But the video recorder on the video camera on the smartphone has changed the game. George Floyd, Eric Garner, mm-hmm. Walter Scott, mm-hmm. um, Jacob Blake. Right. Sandra Bland. We we know well that was a recording from the uh from the body cam, but we know that the the phone can change the game and make people see what we've seen and at least throw a monkey wrench right. into the proceedings when people are trying to act like we were acting a fool, we were trying to run away from the police, we were trying to cuss them out, we were trying to shoot them. Right. All that has been put to rest. The smartphone is extraordinary. Now let's talk about this because you know when you when I'm reading your book, you know, because it's like five chapters, you know, titled mm-hmm. "Black Death, Black Blue Plague, White Theft, Seeing Red, White Comfort." You know mm-hmm. when you, you know, whenever I see a Henry Louis Gates Journey Junior. No documentary was on PBS. Uh, you know, whenever he gets to Dr. Martin Luther King, man, I can't watch that part, man. I don't. That's the part of history, man. Where I can't watch. I, I, I saw it this weekend when he was going to when he got to that. He said 1968. I turned off the TV. Right. Now, he, I may not get there with yeah, you. Yeah, I heard. I'm serious. I heard that part. I turned it off. I turned it now, off. Oh, now, I believe you. I when, believe. Can I tell I, you something? I don't mm-hmm. even want to interrupt you, but given what you're saying. When I go to the Civil Rights Museum Mm -hmm. in Memphis Mm -hmm. and get to his room, Mm -hmm. room 306, I cry like a baby every time, sir. I I can't, you know. And so, uh, and the reason I bring that up, because when you start looking at uh, Emmett Till and Eric Garner, Breonna Taylor, and, you know, what happened to the 15-year-old out of Chicago, Pendleton, and that had nothing to do with uh, cop violence, but it was about, you know, black-on-black violence. And somehow how racial, that goes back to the 13th Amendment when you want really going to break it all the way down. Sandra Bland out of Houston, Texas area. How did you emotionally hold it together? That's the question I want to write. And I'm talking to Dr. Eric Michaels Dawson, his book, Long Time Coming, Reckoning with Race in America. Because you are a scholar, you're intellectual, but you're still emotional. And you oh, see yeah. all this stuff lining up, you know, because what happens is a certain series of disbelief coming about when you go, really? I forgot about this. I forgot about this. Tell us about that emotional journey and putting this book together. No, that's a great point you're making. And look, obviously it was very difficult. Yes. Uh, black people are traumatized and we're re-traumatized. Mm-hmm. We are terrorized and we're terrorized again. Right. We are hurt and we're hurt again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Having to watch this, having to go to see King's 
place where he was assassinated, mm -hmm. which, which gets me every time. Mm -hmm. It makes me cry like a baby. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, people ask, well, why did you write the book the way you did? I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Because, as you said, I'm not just an intellectual. I'm not just a scholar. I'm a human being. I'm a black man. Right. Mm -hmm. When I see this stuff happening to black people, I have a choice. I have to choose how to present it. I have to choose how to articulate it. I have to choose how to express it. Mm -hmm. But I make a decision. Do I want to share the horror of what happened to George Floyd? Yes. Yes. Do I want to share the horror of what happened to Ahmaud Arbery? Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to do it for sensational purposes. I don't want to turn it into the pornography of black death, right. where these are snuff films. The last few minutes of black life shown on a, a recording that none of us should see. Right. There's no question. Right. But at the same time, I figure if they could endure the death, if they could actually die, if they could sacrifice their lives, not intentionally, yeah. their, their, their purpose here on earth wasn't as far as they knew to amplify or to echo the extraordinary quest for black justice in our time. And yet, because of the nature of their death, that's exactly what happened. George Floyd said he wanted to change the world. Right. He didn't mean die and change the world. He didn't mean die and leave his daughter and other children behind. He didn't mean die uh, in an ignominious death where he was mm -hmm. asphyxiated mm -hmm. by the cops on mm -hmm. a pavement street where they kept their knees on his neck for more than nine minutes. Right. Mm -hmm. But because of how he died, mm -hmm. that transformed this culture and indeed shook the globe. So if they could endure the death, the least we could do is to grapple with the hurt, the pain, the trauma, so that when we watch it and see it and learn about it, we can say, we don't want this happening to anybody else. And let's make this the last time. That's the hope I have in trying to talk about what these people have been through in this book. Well, you styled it into letters. And and it really was, you know, when I when I started reading, like I already told you earlier, it's broken down into five chapters, but the letter like Black Death is tied to Emmett Till and you, you story, right. it really was a very humane way of, of, of sadness. Like, you know, Sam Cooke, you know, change is going to come. I don't think so. Okay. And uh, we're going to be at the mountaintop and see you on the other side. I don't think so. And that's what your book is trying to say. It's not sensational. It's sane, but can we make it to the mountaintop and look on the other side? Will change come, Dr. Dyson? Yeah, that's a great question. Not inevitably, yes. not automatically, mm -hmm. not if we don't do it right. to make it happen ourselves, not if we don't do the things that will make change happen. Mm -hmm. It won't happen because we wish it into existence. It won't happen because we hope it into existence. It won't even happen if we pray it into existence. Right. We got to practice it into existence. We got to operate it into existence. We got to act and do do real live, uh, you know, praxis, real live you know, activity, social motion, social revolution, social resistance. We got to get up and right. intend the world to be different. Mm -hmm. It will not change of its own. You and I must grapple with the means toward that end. Mm -hmm. And I do believe change can come, but only if we recognize that we've got to continue to raise our consciousness, raise our voices and raise the awareness of the dominant culture and among ourselves right. of what things should be done, what things should be addressed, the mechanisms by which that change occurs, 
and how we can continue to resist, link arms and aims, as Susan Taylor says, with <laughs> other like-minded people mm -hmm. to make a difference. In that sense, yes, I am hopeful, not optimistic. Optimism, as the Reinhold Niebuhr, the um, theologian said is, a, said, is a shallow virtue, but hope right. is deeper. Hope is something that you believe in even when you can't see the evidence for it. Right. You keep on moving forward. That's what I have, and I do believe that change will come. Sam Cooke has told us that. Here's mm -hmm. something I've, I've heard. There's a lot. I've heard Tom, Trump say there's a lot. The word counsel is in your chapter four, seeing red, when you start talking about counseling culture, a culture cancellation. And Trump is saying that when you when you get rid of the uh, the, the the Confederate statue, that's canceling our culture, denying. But then he doesn't let everybody know that we've been canceled all the way because that information about slavery and you know, how Jim Crow laws is canceled because they don't tell us about that because they don't want white people to be uncomfortable when they're sitting in the classroom talking about what their ancestors did to us. So we've lived right. a life of culture cancellation. What is That's your, so I, I, I feel I'm with the right man to ask this question. What is culture cancellation or canceling culture? That's a brilliant, brilliant analysis. <laughs> and we have certainly been canceled. You are so right. <laughs> That's why I'm against cancel culture in our expression yes. because white supremacy is cancel culture. Yes, it is. And I'm saying that cancel culture, even if we call it black Twitter or social media, mm -hmm. look, you might get a Bill Cosby, you might get a Harvey Weinstein, you might get an R. Kelly, yes. but mm -hmm. for the most part, you're doing a lateral movement. You're doing peer to peer. And even some of the powerful people you go after because you dislike them, but to cancel another human being, that's a white supremacist fash, uh, mm -hmm. fantasy. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. a delusion mm -hmm. that we can totally eviscerate or wipe out. Mm -hmm. Hold accountable, yes. Right. Make people responsible, yes. Mm -hmm. But to cancel them, if you make a mistake once you're done and gone, I right. believe if Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X were here today, they would be canceled. Somebody would be trying to cancel them yes, because right. of their faults, because of their failures, because mm -hmm. of their narrowness on some issues. Right. And yet these men did extraordinary things for us, the absence of which would make us far poorer in spirit yes. and in racial achievement. Absolutely. So to me, I'm not meaning what Donald Trump is meaning. He's talking about cancel culture as pulling down them darn uh, Confederates' <laughs> yes. uh, flags and mm -hmm. statues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I I'm all for that. I'm mm -hmm. all for pulling them off the pedestal. Mm -hmm. That's not what I mean by cancel culture. Mm -hmm. His notion of cancel culture is the ability to continue to be demagogic and to be dictatorial and to be fascist and to be anti-just, anti-black, anti-brown, anti-indigenous, right. and to be exempt from social critique and moral responsibility. That ain't what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about the inclination to believe that your moral position is the only one that the way you deal with people with whom you disagree or who honestly make mistakes is to obliterate them, right. is to wipe them out so that they have no comeback. If they make one mistake, whether they're the governor of Virginia who appears in blackface, mm -hmm. and if you canceled him, what would you have missed? Right. The fact that he restored the voting rights of 10,000 uh, ex-prisoners uh, and returning citizens in Virginia, a, poor, a large proportion of whom were black. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. The stuff he did with... Uh, public health, mm -hmm. uh, and also the wealth disparities mm -hmm. and some of the social justice issues there. If you cancel him, you cancel the opportunity mm -hmm. to reorganize the logic of democracy in Virginia. Right. So my thing is not to cancel people, hold them accountable, mm -hmm. make them responsible. Yes, pay for your quote sins, but allow me a comeback. 
Mm-hmm. So I can say with, with LL, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> I've been here for years. Mama said, knock you out. Right. Let me have a chance to be redeemed, to be restored. Mm-hmm. I am not down with this evisceration, this eradication, this extirpation, this just wiping them out right. because I disagree with you. Whether it's about sexuality, whether it's about gender, whether it's about mm-hmm. race, I don't want to witch hunt through white America. Hey, 20 years ago, did you call somebody the N-word? Right. Or did you do something wrong? I'm sure a lot of people did a lot of stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. Or when somebody's 13 years old and they say some ignorant stuff, and now here they are 5, 10, 15 years later trying to, you know, become a ball player or get drafted, and we go dig up some of the stupid stuff they said when they were 13. From their Twitter feed. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. And my thing is, I'm not saying don't hold people accountable for if you still feel the same thing at 25 that you felt at 13 and it was racist and vicious, that's a different story. That's a different story. But if you've evolved, if you've grown, Mm -hmm. if you said some stuff when you were young that was dumb, or you said some stuff that when you were younger, and now that you're more mature in a different position, you're willing to change your mind, let's provide people the opportunity to grow and evolve. I believe with that. You know, in in reading your book, and I'm talking to Dr. Eric Dice, Michael Eric Dyson, a long time coming, um, reckoning with a race in America. The thing that it was two things in the book that really I, I, I was just taking aback at the detail, you know, in your book, how you timelined out, you know, George Floyd's murder, mm-hmm. how you timelined out the interactions between uh, uh, Amon Aubrey when he was hunted down, black man running in the neighborhood, you yes. know, uh, you know, the, the father and son and then the, the cameraman who said he was just there alone for the moment, but then he blocks his path. So right. what, I, what I'm telling you is this. You gave me information I didn't know, which right. is a brilliant uh, to understand, because you realize that we need people like you to give us the additional details, because the media is only going to give you a minute or 90 seconds or a caption of what it is. This book gives you the details, especially on that Armand Aubrey. If you want to know exactly where we went down, you got to write, they got to buy your book, Michael, because your book, man, is like, I was like, wow. You know, I mean, from the time he got shot, then he got shot again. And then he hit him to try to fend himself off while he was being pursued, while he was being shot and attacked, how he was cut off by this Quote, unquote, I was just there to take film everything. I wasn't trying to right. stop him from escaping or trying right. to stop him from doing anything. Wow. How did all this information come to you? And how did you think to detail it out like that? Because I'm telling you, it's brilliant because it, it opened my eyes and brought me emotionally back to the forefront. I got to know more. I need to know more. And this is a fantastic book. Well, first of all, I've talked to a lot of people on this book tour, and you one of the very few to dig into that, to acknowledge that, to talk about that. And I thank you for reading the book thoroughly, my man. That's a beautiful thing. Number one, because everybody who's talking to you ain't read your book. And you have read it. Not only have you read it, you've read it thoroughly. Yes, sir. Um, And that's a real honor. And thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I wanted to lay that out. Look, I did the, quote, spade work. I did the shoe leather on the pavement kind of work. Mm -hmm. I went and dug up the facts. I listened to the transcripts. Um, of what was happening there. I looked at the film. I looked at the breakdown. I looked at the timing. Mm-hmm. I looked at what the father was doing. I looked at what they claimed that they were doing. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the witness, I'm just there <laughs> as an innocent party. No, you the third dude there. And you try to block my man from going any further. Yes, and then did. retroactively, mm-hmm. after the fact, ex post facto, mm-hmm. you trying to, as my daddy would say, make like 
you the darn hero right and you the one who made it possible for the film to get out in the world but you know them other two white boys are the father and son are mad at him yes why the hell are you recording this right and that recording is essentially it should mm -hmm. uh, clinch our conviction yes it should yes. Put us yeah. in jail for the rest of our lives yes. because we hunted this man down like an animal. Mm -hmm. He was unarmed. He had no possibility of self-defense. Mm -hmm. He had committed no crime. And out of wanton disregard for his life and the stereotypical pursuit of a black man as an animal, they went and hunted him down and shot him and killed him. And I wanted every element of that to be brought to the fore, the detail to be rich so that people could understand exactly what went down. I'm telling you something. I, uh, again, because now I understand why he was, uh, you know, brought up on charges. Because at first, all I kept hearing was witness, witness. And then when they brought him up on charges, I really didn't understand why he brought right. up on charges. But then when you say he cut him off, which forced Armand Aubrey to go back towards the father and son duo who were pointing guns at him. And then they jumped out the truck. And that's when he was just fighting for his life after that. He was just that's fighting for his life right. after that. And like then when you looked at, man. and then when you laid down the detail on George Floyd, you know, one was on his neck, one was on his back, and one right. was on his legs. Yes. That type of detail really allowed me to appreciate, you know, your, 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 the ability to tell your story. You're a great storyteller. You're a great story. We need great storytellers because of the fact that great storytelling is tied to great facts and great information. And you delivered a tremendous amount of information that uplifted me, opened my eyes, and also allowed me to be able to share this book with other of my fans, my family member, my daughter, and people right. who know, need to understand. I just love the way you told the story and tied it to an individual who's been traumatized. They traumatized to the point that they were killed by a transactional, whether it was tied to the police or community gang violence type situation that happened to the 15-year-old out of Chicago, a young lady by the name of Plumpton, who we all knew was a scholar, student, and all that, and her life was snuffed out. And your beauty of this story is like the what if. Right, right. The what yes, if. Yes, sir. No. Thank you again. The close reading that Sean <laughs> McDonald was doing here is an object lesson in critique criticism and engagement with a book man this is what this is what authors like live for that somebody takes them seriously you ain't got to agree with me just read what the heck i said and, and i don't even care if you argue with me argue based on the facts of what you read and that's right. what you're doing man right. thank you so much and yes i wanted to talk about both hands right mm -hmm. with Hadia pendleton i wanted to talk about now, we know it's really called neighbor-to-neighbor -neighbor violence yes. because people mm -hmm. kill where they live. 93% of black people who are killed are killed by black people, but 84% of white people mm -hmm. who are killed are killed by white people. Yes. So we mm -hmm. ain't got no, oh my God, white and white crime is going to drive white America into the doldrums and create catastrophe. Mm -hmm. People kill where they live. They don't get on no bus and take no tram and take no train mm -hmm. uh, out to kill nobody. They're right. killing right where they are because that's where the drama is. Right. That's where the trauma is. That's where the hurt is. Right. That's where the beef is. Right. So she was mistaken for a gang member, mm -hmm. right? They shot into the crowd, shot her in the back. Mm -hmm. One of them shot her. The other one drove the getaway car and she was killed. Three mm -hmm. lives lost. Two yes. of them are serving life in prison. Yes. And Hadia Pendleton is lost. Yes. And that is the tragedy I want to speak about to illuminate the context of cancel culture. Because mm -hmm. I draw a parallel between us snuffing out our own mm -hmm. in the radius of our intimacy, where mm -hmm. our kinfolk are, mm -hmm. that ends up hurting and harming them. 
and the way in which cancel culture operates to destroy communities, well, destroy careers and destroy human beings based upon the digital lynch mob. Yes. Going out, getting like they used to, when they went, you mentioned Emmett Till, when they hung him and murdered him. Mm -hmm. It's a digital version of that lynch mob going on. And I wanted to address that in as honest and as straightforward a way as possible. Well, thank you, Michael, uh, for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for giving me a book to read. Uh, you know, uh, this is my new show. Uh, I'm going to have a, a little table I'm going to put back here, and it's going to be one of the books. I'm going to keep my favorites on that two seconds. So if anybody says, I think I saw Rashad's show, and he had your book sitting behind him. Look here, man, man. Uh, you got a bunch of books behind him. I'm going to have a few selected ones I think that I call Game Changers. This is a Game Changer. And thank you for coming on my show, Michael. Thank you for having me. You're one of the great figures in our community and in our culture. You've been out here for you a long distance runner. You ain't no sprinter. And I appreciate the long distance run that you've made, my brother. And thank you for having me on the show. And keep winning at Vanderbilt University, okay? Thank you, my brother. Appreciate you. Thank you. We talk soon. Bye-bye. If you want to hear right, more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and car shield takes care of the rest they also offer complimentary 24 7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed car shield is america's number one auto protection company for as low as 99 dollars a month you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands call 1-800-CAR-6000 they mention code money m-o-n-e-y or visit carshield.com and use code money m-o-n-e-y to save 10 percent. that's carshield.com code money a deductible may apply Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is Chef Tregay Frazier. She grew up eating her grandmother's farm fresh cooking. She's a seasoned chef who likes to twist old-fashioned recipes with her own unique flair. She learned the basics at Le Cordon Bleu, but she soon realized that her own love for cooking came from her youthful soul and love for fusion cuisine. Chef Trigay is a successful self-employed mother who relates best to her younger generation. She is the first African-American woman to win Food Network Star, two-time competitor of Cutthroat Kitchen, and three-time competitor of Guy's Grocery Games. She has her own show on their own network called Trigay's Way that airs every Saturday afternoon at 12.30 p.m. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. She got a lot to say now. Chef Trigay. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Boy, I, I tell you something, I have a lot to say now about you now. Me too. I mean, let's talk about it because I, you know, I, I can bake a little bit. I, well, I can really bake. I can really bake. Now, now, but these competitions are a different world because, yeah. see, I've been asked to come on some of these shows as a contestant, okay? And I, I told nah, nah, I'd rather be a judge. But then okay. I realized that they don't prep you on the recipes, Mm-mm. Okay, let's let's no. start let's start with the Food Network star where you became the African first African American woman to win the Food Network star. Tell us about that competition. Oh man, that competition was really stiff. It was really tight, but you know what? <laughs> I'm a firm believer in um just the power of manifestation and I believe anything that I want to do I can do. Mm-hmm. Um and it was so funny because before I got on that show, I was um 
on a show called Cutthroat Kitchen and Guys Grocery Game. So I had been doing a lot of competing. Right. And I remember sitting in my bed, seeing um, Food Network Star Season 11. And I was like, well, I see a lot of people from like Cutthroat Kitchen and Guys Grocery Games. Why didn't they call me? I was like, it's okay. They're going to call me. <laughs> and I'm not going to fill out that long application. They're just going to call me. Right. And they're just going to put me on the show. Right. Well, two weeks later, Food Network Star, Cutthroat Kitchen, B. Bobby Flay all called me at the same time to be on the show. So, of wow. course, I chose Food Network Star because that's a job. Um, and then I remember, because this was like eight well, years let's, ago. Let's so slow I down today. Chef today. Explain what you just uh, said. You said, okay, you had uh, uh, Bobby Flay called you, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, and then uh, what was the other show that called you? Cutthroat Kitchen called me to come back to do like a reunion show. Right. And then um, Food Network Star called me all in the same time, the right. same day. Was what crazy. was the difference and what made that decision to go with the Food Network Star? Oh, because you get a job. Like Food Network Star, you become a Food Network Star. Like, what do I want to do? Go play a competition for a few seconds or get a job and become the next Food Network Star? Right. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with Food Network Star. And, um, you know, at the time, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. So I remember buying this dress. And my bills was doing everything, child. But I was like, listen, if the dress was like $500, $600. But I was like, listen, this dress I'm going to wear when I win. So I need to get this dress. Mm-hmm. So I remember getting the dress and calling the lady and saying, look, this is a dress. Put this in wardrobe because we have to sit in our wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is the dress I'm going to wear when I win. And she mm-hmm. laughed at me. But that is the dress that I wore when I won. Mm-hmm. Now, it was a challenge mm-hmm. um, because there are not a lot of people like me right. on Food Network. Right. Um, I'm very different. I'm very loud. I'm very fun. Right. Um, and I just like to have a good time, you know, as well as cooking as well. So, you know, I talk a little different. I got a country swing. I'm from Philly, but Atlanta is all up inside of me. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I knew that it would be a challenge and I knew that it would be different. It was so funny because the first episode right. set the tone for the whole season for right. me to really just shut it down. Like right. I just locked in because I came into it almost like changing myself. Like I got, I came on and they were like, well, we want you to do a cold open. So I did the cold open my way. Right. Tregay's way right. originally. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Tregay. It's going to be cute. Da, 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 da. Yes. This and this and this. Mm-hmm. And I remember Giada saying, well, I like you, but um, I don't know. I've never met anyone like you before. Right. Um, you seem like a caricature. That's what she said. Right. So for me, I was like, I took that as like not taking me serious. Right. So mm-hmm. I changed. So mm-hmm. when we got to redo it, I was like, hi, I'm Chef Trigay, you know, <laughs> and I was real like mainstream. But we had to watch the episode in the movie theater. That was the challenge. Tyler Florence was the judge, the guest judge, Bobby Flay and Giada. Mm-hmm. And so we're in this big screen. So I was able to see myself outside of myself on this big screen with all these people in here. And I was able to see that that is not the move. Like I was completely different. I didn't even know who I was. I cried. Mm-hmm. And I remember Giada saying, well, who was that? Like you completely changed. Like I was like, well, you know, you said I look like a caricature and I wanted to take this serious because this is a job, you know. I need this for my children, myself, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, you know, I want to be taken serious. And she was like, well, I didn't say I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. I just said, I'd never seen anything like it. Mm -hmm. She was like, and you just showed us today 
that you can't even pretend to be someone else besides yourself. Right. And we love who you are. So just stay yourself. Mm-hmm. That's all I needed. That was the green light. I was gone. Mm-hmm. I started winning competition after competition and then I took home the prize. Well, no, that's that, all that, I needed to hear was that it was okay to be myself. Well, no, that's important to say. That's why I wanted you to share that story because of the fact that a lot of people, I always tell people, you know, when you fall down, only you can get yourself up. If you pretend yeah. to be somebody else, when you fall down, you're going to stay down. And so mm-hmm. you should never be who you think for taking advice. If somebody tells you, I want you to be this person, if it's not yeah. you, it's not your natural way of life, then when you fall, where's that person to get you back up? And so right. that was a good point to tell everybody when I talk about when people are worried about leaving jobs or people worried about mm-hmm. career changes, they're worried about what other people may think. What do you think? What do you feel? Do you feel you're going to be successful at this? And that's all you're mm-hmm. saying right there. Rashawn, I allowed somebody to question who I was for the first time in my life. And then yeah. she looked at me and went, I didn't say change. I just had another opinion about who I thought you were. And I realized now that that's the only person you can be. <laughs> so yeah. go back and be it. And that changed your life. Yes. Yes, it really did. Um, I mean, it really just gave me confidence. Like, I'm already a pretty confident person, I would like to say. Uh, but I think I, my confidence was a little down at that time because, you know, I'm in a room full of people who, right. you know, experience things that I haven't experienced. They they speak a different way than I do. Right. You know, they move a different way. They're from a different place. Than I am, you know. But they're also older than you. I start thinking, like, I'm limiting myself. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really matter where I'm from. It doesn't matter how I talk. It doesn't matter how I look. As long as I come and bring my A game and I do the best that I can do, and I come up and show up and show out, it really don't matter what these people have done and where they come from. And I had to take a step back and and really, you know, tap myself on the hand, like, no, girl, uh uh-uh. Like, But, Chef, you you have to admit that you were dealing with an age difference as well. You wanted yeah. the younger chefs that have gotten into those type of competitions, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, let's say a little hip hop in your life, okay? You know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a little dirty south in your life, and so that little yeah. flavor in your life, and so that is good for your brand. So when you want, when you want, what were the immediate changes that you felt in your career when you won Food Network Star? Um, my immediate changes were, you know, I started to become a part of like this different crowd. You know, all of the people that I would look at on TV as a kid, like they're my coworkers. Right. Um, like we getting paid the same amount, doing <laughs> the same things. I'm on shows like they are. So uh-huh. it was surreal. <laughs> um, once I got past like the starstruck moment and just realized like we're all on the same playing field. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just kept going with whatever they were bringing to me. However, I did learn that um, there may have been like a niche or a genre that I should be in. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, it, it, was, it didn't go, you know what I tell people all the time. Sometimes when you get on TV, you just have these expectations right? Um, to just skyrocket. Like you're the next mm-hmm. star now, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get an Emmy, but yeah. I had to learn very quickly that that's not how it goes. This is a business. Yes. Um, and that's and just a major show step. business. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when you're up, you're up. And when you're down, you're down. Right. But when you're down, you know, what I learned was to look at it as, you know, this thing that we call TV is really to, to market and promote me. Yes. And my business. Yes. So I got smart and I decided because, you know, it's it was an, it's addictive, you know, to be on a TV show and to be doing these large commercials. I mean, I've done Johnsonville commercials, national brands, laughing cow cheese. I mean, they would put me a part of all these big things. So it become, became addictive. Right. You know, that's all I wanted to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot about 
everything else that I did. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was super sad because, you know, again, I'm different. So they mm -hmm. had to find a place to put me. Right. Um, and listen, when I won Food Network Star, it wasn't all roses and peaches. You know, <laughs> the audience was kind of like, what, who, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I had to kind of get past that. But then I remember talking to Duff and Duff is a, I don't know if you know Duff, but he's a, a, the cake guy on Food Network. Absolutely. Super big. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember saying, man, what do you do when you get in these positions? Because at the time, like, there wasn't a lot of TV coming in. Mm -hmm. um, I was not even focusing on my business. I was more so like, why am I not getting more stuff in? You know, it was like right. a fast ride. Then one day it was just like, mm -hmm. it slowed all the way down. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know what I did when that happened to me, Tregay? I said, what? He said, I just started doing what I did to get me there in the first place. <laughs> yes, yes. Just started making cakes. So I said, you know what, Duff? You're right. Right, so right, right. I went right, and right. I started back doing my catering, started back doing my meal prep. I started a line of products, um, my chef knife, my seasonings, um, my plant-based butter. I just really put everything that I was putting into television into myself. Thank you. Um, I, I got my own production company and I started uh -huh. doing like YouTubes and stuff. Yes. Um, I started doing this thing called Trigate Eats Atlanta. And I would use, I, I basically utilize my resources. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, I got, I gained so much from becoming a Food Network star because I gained relationships. Yes. Yes. which are more important than even being on TV. Right. So I, love it. I was like, okay, well, shoot, let me call some of these producers. Let me call this. Let me call that. Look, I got a show I'm thinking about doing. Let me call these restaurants. Uh -huh. I've done, done 25 episodes, the best thing I ever ate. So I know they're going to let me come and review that restaurant. <laughs> this would be a good show for me. So I started doing that on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I just kept going. And then one day I started getting callbacks. They yes. started wanting me back yes. on TV. Yes. Yes. I guess they were watching. Well, you know, um, they you know what, to see what you I was wasn't doing waiting. Then, you wasn't waiting, Chef. You wasn't waiting. That was the key. You wasn't waiting right. for them. And so the time that you were waiting that was really making you answer, you now were filling up with quality time. You work building your resume, your bio. And I tell people all that time. So so now you're on own network, okay? You got yes. a show on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Named <laughs> after you. Okay, named after you. But again, that still doesn't mean you should sit around and wait for the next opportunity. You make your next opportunity. So yep. the show comes on Saturday at 12.30, every Saturday, on the OWN Network, Tregage Way. I know yep. what that show is about. What are you doing to build momentum beyond that show or as that show is airing? Um, You know, right now, uh, since we're airing, we're in the first season, I'm yes. just kind of getting a lot of feedback. I'm, I'm, I'm educating myself more on more recipes and more ideas and like what the people want to know. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of Trigay's way. Like, cause it ain't been my way for so long. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. And then mm -hmm. to have a show named Trigay's way. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. And then it's like, now I'm able to like really feed knowledge into people. Cause I'm really big into education, like educating people. Right. Um, so I'm just kind of taking what I have now, the shows are airing and I'm just pushing what I have. I'm pushing my products. I'm pushing more classes. I'm doing stuff with um, my junior chefs. I'm trying to create more things and more ideas around that. Um, in the meantime, in between time, I'm working on my book uh, because I definitely have a story to tell. So right. I'm in the process of working on that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm also getting ready to open a uh, a prep kitchen. Right. Mm -hmm. Because and, and in the front of it, it'll be a, a, um, a specialty store because I have so many products in you know, especially right now with pandemic going on, one of the things I realized in the beginning of the pandemic was that um, there are so many chefs that need a place to cook. Yes. Mm -hmm. They are like, 
They just need a kitchen. In these places, they charge so much. So I'm going to provide a safe haven mm-hmm. for chefs to come and rent out my kitchen space mm-hmm. and also sell their products in my specialty store. I like that. So we could just keep building on what we already have, mm-hmm. um, which will also be a great hub for the catering company. I'm do- I've been doing a lot of catering lately. I've been doing a lot of cooking classes lately, mm-hmm. um, working on some seminars. So I'm just building off the things that I already have. And just making them better. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel and trying to do something different in the midst. <laughs> like, because this is the moment where I need to capitalize off of all the things that I've been doing and Absolutely. make them better. So that's what I I'm love it. I, I love the fact that you are an entrepreneur. Because, yeah. first of all, you, you, you went in, you won Food Network Star, a blessing. But then you got caught up expecting that phone, waiting on that phone to ring. But then advice came your way. Do the things that got you there. Yes. And that's what I tell yes. people all the time. You know, you know, a lot of people, they'll sign with big agents in L.A. And they, oh, I'm with William Morris. And they just stop waiting on that call to put you in a movie, that call to put you in a sitcom. But why did William Morris sign you? Like I said, why did the Food Network star sign you? Because you were yes. busy. Like you said, you was on the cook, 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 kitchen and you went, I should be on that because I've done the grocery games. I've seen these people. With, guess what? They were being busy too. That's why they got picked. The blessing mm-hmm. in this whole conversation is you got picked, but you won. And now from a business standpoint, you're understanding what you have to do. Keep the wheels moving in a pro direction that you control. And that's yeah. wonderful. What advice would you give people with hearing all this, all the things you've come through? You have a popular show. Like I said, it's on OWN Network. airs every Saturday at 1230 called Tregay's Way, named after you, Chef Tregay Frazier. Frazier's not on the show. It's Tregay. That's her name. She's out of Philly. Now she lives in Atlanta. Got a great personality. Got this great smile. Got the hair, big hair. Doesn't look like the classic chef that you would see on TV. But you, but, but food is the number one viewed in social media. It's the number one viewed on YouTube. And I just been waiting for the black stars like you to start percolating to the top because mm-hmm. black people love food. And I'm tired yeah. of our food being just soul food. You know what I'm saying? We are a very diverse eating community. And that's what you show in today's Trigay's Way. Tell us about your show. Oh, man, Trigay's Way is it, so amazing. I literally just take food and recipes that I do with my family and my friends. And then I'm giving it to the people at home. You know, um, we're on the fifth episode now. I literally, everybody who you see on my show, it's not a game. They're really my children. (laughs) They're really my family. Mm -hmm. They're really my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, The beautiful thing about this show is like when Oprah gave me the opportunity, she was literally like, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And to have that opportunity is like so amazing. So I said, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that to the fullest. So uh, one of my episodes are like brunch with my boys. So my, you know, I do listen my son. He loves hot Cheetos. So right. I did a like, oh, yeah. No. So I did a, uh, I'm sorry, y'all. So I did a, a hot Cheeto crusted chicken with cheddar chive waffles. And, you know, another one was oh, what like was a that? workout. What was that? What was that? Hot Cheeto crusted chicken. What that? With cheddar chive waffles and roasted red pepper syrup. Um, then I did one with my best friend and, you know, he is one of the biggest, um, 
waist training line. Like he does the male waist trainers and he's a super big in the gay community. And it was beautiful to be able to bring him on the show. One, to show how versatile I am to where I also do healthy food too, because I could right. do classes for cancer patients right. here in the Atlanta area. Right. And so that was good. And then uh, to also be able to talk about my friend, you know, right. he mm-hmm. came out to me and, you know, I wanted him to be the best that he could be. And so I felt that that would touch so many other people who are, going through that point in their life and and seeing that, you know, once you just be yourself, I'm always about being yourself. And that was also an extension of a be yourself from the moment from the food network starts to even that, you know, from, and that I encourage that from other people. Um, Another one was Friendsgiving uh, where we did jerk turkey wings and naked apple pie. And I go to the (laughs) apple orchard with my best friend and we have so much fun and my son's birthday party. So it's like, these are all little things that, you probably recognize in your own life, right, you know, everybody right. has friends, Friendsgiving. Everybody has a little brunch, you know, everybody wants to get snatched. And that's another thing I named the show snatched mm-hmm. because one thing I, um, that episode was snatched. Cause one thing I noticed is that, you know, our, our lingo, mm-hmm. a lot of people, once you get in this industry, you realize they don't even understand what we talking about. Right. Right. Nine right, times right, out right, of 10. Right. So I created a show around that. Right. Cause I'm not just doing it for me. I'm doing it for the culture. Right. You know, I want us to, I want us to shine and I want to be relatable. And let other chefs like me know that you could do this too. You know, you could you could have a little slang in you. You know, you can have cute hair. You know, you can do your thing and still be successful. You don't have to be somebody else. You just have to own who you are. Well, this is and fantastic. you'll just win. You're fantastic. I love you. I love you. I love your brand. I love your personality. I love your openness. I love the fact that if you fall, you're going to get up because you know why you're doing this in life. You're not doing it because somebody told you to do it. And that, like you said, that first episode on uh, Food Network really allowed you to say, I can be myself and I can win. And you're winning being yourself. And yeah. I, I got to eat that, uh, that, that, that with a hot Cheeto fry. Girl, I love Cheeto. <laughs> See, I love Cheeto. When you I mean, said I did che- one that I think you made. Like, I did a braised curry chicken with, like, a lemon rub kale and mm. almond and uh, quinoa and um, a butternut squash in there. And then we did a mango dragon fruit smoothie. Like, it's so versatile. We do so many things. One of the episodes, I think I'm going to do some collard greens and some other pork chops. Like, we... Do everything on that show because I want to touch everybody. Well, I'll tell I want you everybody I'll tell you to be able to get see, something see, from yeah, that episode. See, I'm based in Atlanta. Um, I'm based in Atlanta, and my office has a full kitchen in it because I love to okay. cook and other big my, my staff are like I'm making them red beans and rice this week with cornbread. This Ooh. week, you know, they're gonna have that. Then I'm making a like you. I switch up, and then I'm a I'm, I'm gonna make a taco salad probably for them on Friday. You know, in individual dishes. Cause I try to be COVID safe and everything. Mm-hmm. And, but and so so I, I want I want you to come by my place. You know, we sit down okay. and videotape ourselves having fun, making something together and things like that. I like I got a, I made them a spice cake the other day. Uh, we did a, a barbecue spread for lunch in my in my because I wanted a place where I can enjoy my life. You know, where yes. if I if I got to work early, because usually what happened when I used to work, when I didn't own my building was I make it at home and then I bring it to work. So now mm-hmm. they'll come in. I, I, the work they start today, they'll come in there. And the other day they came in. I was in the middle of making raisin pudding. OK, putting yeah. the caramel. I said, the meeting was at eight. They said, are you going to be ready? I said, don't worry. Put it in the oven. 45 minutes later, our meeting was open. Pulled it out of the oven. Let it cool for about 10 minutes. 
handing them some some uh, some vanilla bean ice cream, and we was having a good time. So that's my life, and just hearing you, you enjoying your life, and I don't want you to stop enjoying your life. But I wanted to extend an invitation that I want to sure. I want to promote your brand. I want to be able to tell everybody how great you are. It's uh, uh, just living your life, but more important, you being you though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I I got the invite, so you can't take it back. Now. I no 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 no. You I can't take back. No no no. I've learned that in this call. I know you you put some on social media about me. You I have to, every show. I'll be a, I'll be an Instagram story. No. <laughs> I would never do that. No, we go we go we come over like, here. So gonna, you did say chef could come to the kitchen, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> chef come to come to the kitchen. You know, it's a big roomy kitchen. You know, and uh, and just let you to talk about your career and stuff like that. And it's about relationships. And I'm big on relationship. Anything I can yeah. help you do or point you in the right direction. I've been blessed to be able to work with a lot of famous people. I've been blessed to be able to build a lot of big careers, whether it's corporate or individual. So when I see somebody like you who who is a unique talent, you are a unique talent and you're still very young. That means that your future is going to be bright. But more importantly, you are a hard worker. And that's yeah. what I love about you. You do not run from the dirty kitchen, especially if you're the one that made it dirty. You're going to clean that bag off. Oh, yeah, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm the one that's going to get in, elbows up. So I'm just coming from an event, taking out the earrings, lipstick on and everything, and I'm getting in there with my team. My team, no, I don't play. Well, she is uh, the I'm star. always going to figure out another way. And I tell people all the time, if I can leave you with anything, it's just never give up and don't spend so much time mm -hmm. worrying about the bad. Right. Takes away from time. Uh, figuring out the process to get to the good. Wow. You know, it's a journey. And, uh, you know, we just got to keep going through it. And it ain't always going to be great. Mm -hmm. But when it's good, it's good, you know? So I just spend less time focusing on negative, more time focusing on positive. I do appreciate the negative. Actually, I embrace it. Yes. Um, because without it, who who could learn? That's right. Uh, how would I know if it's, it's wrong if it's never happened to me? All right. Um Kick all the door. Look, look, close all the doors in my face. I'm going to kick one down. <laughs> or stick your so foot in there <laughs> and push it back over. Well, she's the star of Trigay's Way. It airs every Saturday at 1230 Eastern Standard Time on their own network. She's one of my favorite people. In fact, she has an open invitation to come by my building, my office, and we're going to cook in the kitchen. We're going to flip on YouTube or Facebook Live and have fun and laugh because I'm from Houston, Texas. I'm country. So I'm Ooh, country. Okay. You should tell you, I'm country. And uh, don't let the suits fool you. Don't let the, the semi-articulation may fool you. Your boy is straight up out of Fifth Ward, Texas. I've enjoyed life, and I'm hopefully see you again soon. And again, Trigay's Way, every Saturday at 1230 on the OWN Network. Yes, see you guys there, and I'll see you in your kitchen soon. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thank you. You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune, and now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a cover repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. CarShield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contract or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y or visit car 
carshield.com and use code money, M-O-N-E-Y, to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code money. A deductible may apply. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is Chef Huda. Chef Huda is a telly award-winning television host, acclaimed award-winning chef, and Food, Net- Food Network record-setting champion. An American Heart Association ambassador, Chef Huda during the COVID-19, which we all, she launched the Kitchen Quarantine Party live, right there, Kitchen Quarantine without with series on IG to help bring joy people in this uncertain time. Her IG live food party was packed with loads of fun, cocktails, great music, delicious food, and VIP guests. Now, who wasn't I invited? Maybe I'm not VIP enough for her little food parties. I'm going I'm, I'm to put the third, I'm gonna put the word love. I'm going to throw some hate on her. She has a savory spice line that we want to discuss called Just Savor by Chef Huda. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. She's a good friend of mine because she's going to be back on the show. We're going to be kitchen, kitchen, we're going to be cooking kitchen to kitchen in a minute. Please welcome Chef Huda. How you doing, my friend? Hi, how are you? You know, I was throwing a little hate in you, you know, a little love I, in there. I, I, oh, you I, put a little salt on that. I heard I, it. I, I heard it. Put a little salt on that. No, bacon got a little salty there. You know, it's a little bit of a shot on that. He didn't get it. He all hateful because he didn't get invited to the VIP IG part. Well, tell us about the IG part that you that you've been throwing, and why have they been so successful? You know what? By the grace of God, uh, everything that I accomplish gets done. Um, so for, because of what's happening in the world, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's an interesting time. Let's put right. it that mm-hmm. way. Um, and I think it's also made a lot of people grateful, made a lot of people stop. Mm-hmm. And it's been great because we started the kitchen quarantine parties because we were sitting at home, you know, feeling a little down like everybody else. <laughs> I was like, what can we do? I was mm-hmm. like, I can, I can show people how to feed themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can quasi dance depending on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> If not, I can act silly and um, be completely comfortable with that. So mm-hmm. it really just started with us wanting to be, bring a little joy and be able to connect with people. Mm-hmm. And since people were in their kitchens cooking, some of them had never cooked before. Right. Some of them oatmeal is their dish of the, the month. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just wanted to give people some options. So it was really great. And it was a wonderful response. Uh, we had everyone from Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, retweet us or repost us and it's just been really exciting and we've gotten to partner with some major brands and some nonprofits like Red Nose Day. Mm-hmm. So it's just been fun. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just here to have fun and just, you know, bring joy in a delicious way. Okay, the kitchen. Now I see, I, I, I can bake now. I, would, I can bake now. I've heard. I, I can Why haven't I so, gotten a pie or cake? Let's talk I, about I, that. Don't, 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 don't hate, don't worry. Don't the chef hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson ain't reposting me now. Okay, Dwayne just the rock. Let's go tell everybody just because they confused. Because she kind of slid that out, you know. I got reposted by Dwayne Johnson. See, that's like, she should be putting that in her credit. She's been reposted. My next guest has been reposted by Dwayne the rock Johnson, okay? Okay. She is a telly award winner. That should be part of the credits right there. That be part of it. Thank you. You know, tell me this. What makes a good cook mm-hmm. in the kitchen? I'm talking about in the kitchen. Yeah. And what makes a bad cook in the kitchen, Chef? Oh, that, you know, I like to say that everyone can cook. It depends on how much, just like anything in life, it depends on how much time you dedicate to it. Right. And also your attitude going in. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of people, I do a lot of touring where I used to before COVID. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of different cooking demonstrations um, for a bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I always got from people was, oh, it's overwhelming or I don't have time or I can't find ingredients or I can't do this, X, Y, Z. There's a long list. Mm-hmm. 
And I always tell people, cooking is about expressing love and joy. That's why you cook. You cook because mm -hmm. you want to express love and joy. If you go into it with that, even, even if you know that you can't boil water to save your life, mm -hmm. that bowl of cereal you're going to make is going to have a different feel on it. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think there's bad cooks. I think there's people who just need to find their niche. And also, I think sure, that there sure, are people sure, who are just sure. really gifted and it comes sure. natural. Just it's share the gift either way. It's the <laughs> people out there can't cook. You know that. Come on. They, they really can't cook. You Listen, know, I, some people are destined to make really great salads. That's just going to be their niche. I don't know if they can do the salad either. I really <laughs> do. It, it, it's, it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's some mad people out there probably will start there strangling are. you right now and go, hey, you have not met my husband or you have not <laughs> met my mate or you have not met my wife cannot cook. And so, so because, you know, when you go in the kitchen, you know, because the worst person you can learn from, I guess, could be your, your, your mom, you know, the, you know, when they just, they just grab stuff, just grab a salt shaker, grab some pepper, you know, just start putting no together. Recipe. Oh my God. These people make me sick, you know, cause you can't, you, how is that? I don't know. Get out of my face. Okay. You're making me, you're making me nervous, baby. You're making me nervous, baby. So what did you learn? Who taught you your, your, your skill set in, in the kitchen? So we have some amazing cooks in my family. Mm -hmm. um, my Nana, my Aunt Peggy used to cook, my Uncle Donnell, who they all have passed. Mm -hmm. um, so I was very blessed in that sense. My mom, she has, I like to say that she has her signature dishes. Like right. no one can no one can compete with her muffins or her crepes or her roasted chicken. Like she she's not gonna go outside of the box mm -hmm. a lot, mm -hmm. but when she when she shows up, she shows out. Right. Right. So, <laughs> right. so I like to think that I got um, a little touch from all of my, um, all my relatives and also just being around different cultures and being around different friends and in their families. Well, so, let me ask you this. Because, you know, well, let me ask you this, because I'm a guy, you know, I'm a short cook, cook. I'm a short okay. cook, cut baker too. Like, you know, say a cream of mushroom soup is always in my cabinet, you know, because okay. I can take me some drumsticks, you know, mm -hmm. season them bad boys up. You know, put a little milk, mix that, that cream of mushroom, pour it over there, put me some cheese on top, slide that bad boy in the oven by 55 okay. minutes, come All back right. out, you looking good. Now, what makes me mad, because I'm on social media, and then yeah. I sometimes, I, you know, I'm going to tell you something, I, I use canned peaches for my peach cobbler. I use things like that. And there are people, oh, I never eat that. I, 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 you know, you, you don't understand. That's not real peach cobbler. Oh, that's not, you're using canned. Okay, excuse me, stop. <laughs> Where do you fall, Chef Hoda, Huda, or when, when, when it comes to people like me who just want to get the job done, knowing this can taste good and make you win? So my philosophy on food has always been, you got to do what works for you, right? Right. Mm -hmm. If I set these unrealistic expectations, I want you to make pie <laughs> crust, pie dough. Oh, oh no. I, want you to, I want you to make your sourdough bread from scratch, then make the croutons. Come on. Mm -mm. Listen, we're all busy. We okay, all cool. have different things going on. Okay. We have family, we have jobs, we have just things. Mm -hmm. So if you can find a shortcut that is healthy, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> shortcut that is healthy, I say, right. <laughs> healthy. <laughs> if you can find one that works for you, it's okay to get things out of the freezer section. It's okay to th get things out of the canned section. Right. Just make sure you're reading what you get uh, that you use for your pantry shortcuts, as I like to mm -hmm. like, call it. Right. So if you're getting canned goods, make sure there's not 37 things in a can of peaches. Right, 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 right. Peaches, right. water, salt, maybe right. some sugar. That's it. Right, right. Um, mm -hmm. So make sure that you're just reading and informing yourself on those ingredients. But I think it's absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. um, 
Because I think we're very far from the days where it's like everything has to be from scratch. It has mm-hmm. to be. We just don't have time for that. We're in the Instagram world. Listen, when I need things, I need things. Thank you. <laughs> I, I just want to know who I was talking to because, you know, I'm not yes. trying to insult anybody. I'm just telling Rashawn, I get, you know, no, I put my pictures on there. They go viral, you know, and then I tell people how I made it. And then they get mad at me. You know, it's always some person with comments, you know, I have to hide the comments. You know, on Facebook, you can hide them. They don't know you hide their their ugliness, you know. They still looks like they see it, but on my my timeline, you can't see it no more. Right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so my whole thing is that when 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 you come to what you're doing with your career now, Food Network, tell us about your experience on Food Network and how did it help your brand? Oh, it helped the brand tremendously. Um, I think all of the milestone things that have happened in my career have helped mm-hmm. me to whatever the next level is I'm supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful for those experiences. Food Network, <laughs> I it was a huge fan of Cutthroat Kitchen. And one day I got a call uh, and they're, you've been on these calls before where they're kind of selling you on an ideal you're already doing cartwheels about, right, but right, you got right, cool right. on the phone. Right, 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 <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, right. Really, that sounds very interesting back mm-hmm. in Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so, um, when I went on Cutthroat Kitchen, it, I had a very simple strategy: just do my best and beat everyone. Be quiet, put my head down, and do the work. Right. Mm-hmm. And I kind of put that that mantra, if you will, towards everything I do in life. So going on Food Network and setting a record. Listen, I'm a little competitive, but setting a record mm-hmm. for the highest uh, winner on the history. Of the show, I think they were in season seven when I went on. Mm-hmm. Um, was that. more than see I. Right there. I, see, I did. <laughs> I did say I, that in your credits, no, but I didn't I, say Dwayne Johnson, dog. Right there, <laughs> Food Network record-setting champion, Cutthroat Kitchen. I just left that Cutthroat Kitchen. There but, you uh, go, so Cutthroat now, Kitchen. Right listen, it, but it was a great experience. <laughs> um, it's you know the show very much for those who aren't familiar with it. It was they sent you sabotages. Mm-hmm. So they started you off with a certain amount of money. You got to bid on sabotages. You had to right. make certain mm-hmm. dishes, and you had to do it within a time restraint. And of course, they threw curveballs at you. Right. So mm-hmm. my my uh, I always like to say the show is kind of like life. You come in with a plan. You got to make it work. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to make it work. Um, I think one challenge was supposed to make cornbread and chili. I ended up making um, corn. No, I was supposed to make cornbread and chili, and I ended up making grits because I forgot all the stuff for the cornbread while I was running around grabbing ingredients. Don't okay, tell okay, anybody. Hold on, hold on, hold on, but hold on, but my story. Hold up now. When hold I got up, now, judges. Now, 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 come on now. You cannot go past it because I'm a grit lover and I'm a cornbread lover. So you went right. So, so you went like from cornbread to grits. Now, please explain that to me. Please explain listen, that to me. Listen, listen. I I realized I got because you're running around and everyone's like, oh, it looks so easy on on TV. It's right. easy mm-hmm. until you're in there and you run and try to remember everything. Right, right. Think mm-hmm. about all the things you forget when you go to the grocery store in your mm-hmm. regular life. Mm-hmm. Now you're under pressure. Right, 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 right. So, <laughs> so let me listen, let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this right quick, yes. Chef. Now. When you say, okay, this is a question I always wanted to ask. Okay. Go ahead. Do you, do they, oh, okay, they, they bring you forth. They say, look, we want you to make, you know, mm-hmm. these combinations of things. Do they prep you or is it on the spot? Is it really on the spot? Oh, it's on the spot. Wow. I'm not sure. That I is, can't do that show. There's no TV I, magic I'm going to tell you some Sheriff, I can't do the show. I'm not that skilled. <laughs> I am not. Girl, I got to have a day ahead of time <laughs> to know what I'm about to cook. You're telling me for real. There's, on TV. There's no prep. There's no, no prep. prep. There's no, listen, you go from a green room to a set, and then the next thing you know, it's happening. 
Okay, so so you and was you supposed to make ready or, or move out the way. One so, of the two. So first of all, I know for because they called me a couple of times, and I, I said, "Nah, I, I'd rather be a judge. <laughs> I'd rather be a judge." Now I understand. I have I don't have the skill set to be a contestant because if you <laughs> brought me in there, go Rashawn McDonald. We want you to make some cornbread and chili. I go, okay. Why y'all didn't tell me yesterday <laughs> so I could prepare for this? That's no, it doesn't work fun. that way. No, 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 no. Your, your boy got to have notice. If you want to get the skills out of me, chef, I got to have notice. I'm you just going to let you know. Okay, nah. So I'm glad you told me now. So when they call me in the future, if I'm blessed enough to get another phone call, Okay, I'm gonna say I'm sorry. That's beyond my pay grade. <laughs> <laughs> I got faith in you. I got faith in no, you. No, 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 Please no. No, don't. don't have no faith. You don't have to. You don't have to pump me up. I'm telling you right now. If they call me, I got a pass because you finally told me the truth, Rashawn. All jokes aside, <laughs> cupcake wars, all the cakes, all the cutthroat kitchen, all that the barbecue contest. Those people do not know what is going to go down <laughs> until they tell them on the spot. I would, I, 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 you know, this would happen, Chef. They, they go, okay, why are you still standing there, Rashawn? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, I'm getting my list together. My hold on, hold on. <laughs> no, 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 Chef, I'm getting my lie together. Because I'm, <laughs> because I'm trying to tell y'all, I got, a, I got, a, 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 my brain got a blood clot or something because the part of the brain that's supposed to be cooking is clotted up. So, so that tells me you're just skilled. So when you say you set a record, and then, but that's amazing for the highest scores. Yes. So what happens is you're supposed to spend money on sabotages, right. and at some point. I was the only girl on the show. There were three other guys I was competing against. And at some point I just realized like, you know, you know when you get money right. mm -hmm. that you didn't have to necessarily earn, earn. Right, right, right. You're mm -hmm. like, wait a minute. It was like, someone just handed me 25. Do I really want to blow 10 right this second? I just got it. Let me visit with it for a second. Let me, let me, let me count it. <laughs> so at some point I had to just bet on myself and just, uh -huh. you know, um, say a prayer and just go with it. Make it do what it do. Cool. Now I, I got to ask this one question because I already know right now you have the skill set. You talk. We talked about your parents. You came from a family of great cooks. Did you go to culinary school? Did, uh, did you, were you? Are you a trained I cook? I did. Okay, tell yes, us about I that did. because I can't. You can't act like you just learned from your mom. I did. You own the cutthroat kitchen. <laughs> Some somebody told you some skills somewhere along like a Rushon no, McDonald. I, I tell you right now. Nobody ever taught me nothing. And guess what? Nothing is locked in this brain. If I don't have a cookbook <laughs> in front of me, Shell, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Listen, listen, you'll be okay. Okay, I, cool. Okay, cool. I, the interesting part is I never started off wanting to be a chef. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can tell that part of the story. Mm -hmm. um, I was going to be a lawyer. Um, and wow. then somewhere around high school, I was between lawyer and psy Sorry, psychiatrist. I don't understand. So I went to school at University of Maryland for undergrad for behavioral science, mm -hmm. sociology, study of groups of people. Mm -hmm. I love people. Mm -hmm. That's my <laughs> minor, sociology. That's my minor. Hey, see, I knew I liked you. Yes. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point, you know, life takes turns and changes and... I had had every job from, I worked for a promotion team. I worked in PR, I worked in event management. I worked retail. Um, 
I worked in the food industry before. So I had all of, I was in hospitality management uh, before I went to culinary school. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. I was like running hotels and work for Marriott and be a GM. Like that was a new goal. Mm-hmm. And then at some point I decided that I wanted to go to culinary school because food was the one thing, no matter what was going on in my life, I always came back to. Mm-hmm. I always like cooking for people. It always calmed me when I had a stressful day. Mm-hmm. And no matter what I was doing, it always brought me joy. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to share that joy, but I also wanted to do it in the best way possible in a knowledgeable way. So mm-hmm. I went to Le Cordon Bleu mm-hmm. um, and graduated top 10% of my class. <laughs> little competitive, mm-hmm. little, just small. <laughs> um, and, you know, just really took that education and learned so many things that I didn't think that I needed to know. Because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm like most people, I was like, I can cook. Mm-hmm. I, I got some pasta. Right, right, some right, right. Dishes I can make. I'm good. <laughs> and then you get to college school and you realize there's so many different things. Mm-hmm. Like anything, when you go to school, you learn that that next level of education or information you didn't even know you wanted. Right. But now mm-hmm. you have it. So now it's just one more thing in your tool belt for life. So I I highly recommend culinary school. But if you learn from your grandma, you learn from the restaurant that you're starting off at. Whatever, you, wherever your education comes from, just mm-hmm. make sure you share your gifts. So now you have this line of spice flavors, a premium and gourmet spice line inspired by global cuisine. Tell us, yes. how did they get started? Uh, is it online right now? You know, we're in the middle of the Cyber Monday, you know, come off of Black Friday. We are. Can we go <laughs> online to buy this? But first, tell us about this, the line, because I love spicy food. I'm from Houston, Texas. You know, uh-huh. uh, I love uh, Cajun food. I love putting some good salt on my food, some good lemon pepper on my food. I, I just love spicy food. So when I saw a spice flavor line, I got excited. Well, yes. So as you can tell, or you might think, I love spices too. I mm-hmm. love flavors. I love different, bringing different flavors through and different dishes if you don't expect it. Mm-hmm. So just savor my mm-hmm. chatuda. <laughs> We're actually selling our, so um, she our She's so boxes. cute. So and I was like, yes, that's the gift <laughs> box. We're selling our new gift boxes for Cyber Monday. And mm-hmm. also we'll have some sales during the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, with the gift box, you get three of our signature spices. You get uh-huh. a cooking class, uh-huh. step-by-step instruction by me mm-hmm. and we'll send you two recipes, two new recipes for you to try as well. So, but so you, you say you get a cooking class? A cooking class. Okay, how does that work? I'm assuming it's through Zoom, right? So it's gonna be through, through Zoom. Mm-hmm. So when you get your spice boxes, we currently have four designated spice boxes mm-hmm. and we're gonna come up with four different classes per month. Mm-hmm. So when you get your spice box, you'll get an invite to the class that works with the spice pack that you ordered. And then I'll instruct you on how to make it and we'll have a good time. We'll have fun in the kitchen and you kind of get to be in my kitchen space. Right. We'll have a soundtrack and all that good stuff and a Q&A afterwards. And mm-hmm. it's just really a time for people. It's like, okay, a lot of us buy things. And we're like, oh, that spice looks good. And mm-hmm. you don't know what to do it when you got home, when you get home. Right. So we want to do the cooking class so people know how to use the spices. Now, the Just Savor line, that's S-A-V-O-R, the Savory Spice line is rich spices from around the world. You have uh, garlic goodness, shea oh, yeah. masala, what is it, masala, shea masala, uh, maple sugar yeah. magic. That sounds fantastic. Maple Listen, sugar magic. That sounds like something you put on with some barbecue right there. Yeah, oh, I got some good you. old Listen, beans. I- some good beans right there. So we have all these new flavors. So I have to send you, you a new You messing with me, pack. chef. You messing with me now. Okay, don't do me like that. <laughs> Listen, you know. I got you oh, with oh, the barbecue. The, the apple wood. Check this out, y'all. Right apple wood, smoked sea salt, 
That's my favorite. The I'm sending you that one, and I'm sending you Cajun kick as well. I'll tell you See, I love I love baked potatoes. Okay, I love baked potatoes. I do too. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> so like that spicy garlic madness on some baked mm-hmm. potato right there. The Jamaican jerk spice on some baked potatoes right there. Oh my god. The is it merlot or merlot merlot sea salt right there. That's uh, come on now. You you messing with me now? Listen, we had to bring the flavors. We started off with our salt free because um. Being ambassador for American Heart Association, mm-hmm. you know, heart disease is near and dear to my heart. Absolutely. Um, and I really want to do my part to allow people to have flavor, but also live their healthy, salt-free lifestyles or just include it into their traditional lifestyles. Well, but I wanted to be able yeah. to create a product that would be able to open people's mind about what salt-free cooking is, right. but also give them really good flavors as well. But like I said, you know, the savory spice line is in the variety of salt-free, like you said, mm-hmm. um, heart healthy lifestyle. The spices are vegan. You didn't say that, but I'm saying it for you. Thank Glu- you. Gluten-free, 100% natural with no MSG, no, no artificial MSG. Addi- uh, uh, additives oh, or yes. preservatives. See, uh, I see, I see I'm, I'm your commercial. I'm your well-dressed commercial. I, I for appreciate you. it. Now, 20 <laughs> spice, now, now, tell us how we can go online to get this. I know I'm going to drop this in my newsletter this week that goes out Wednesday. I'm going to put this at the top of my newsletter. So register my newsletter at moneymakingconversation.com and you will see. Rashad McDonald tells the truth. Because I love the box. I love the look. I love the fact you can get a class. I love that there are 20 spice signature spice flavors tied to this whole brand. Because like I said, the Jamaican, the jam and jerk, you got me right there. I'm telling you, I'm sold. The maple sugar magic, I'm sold right there. The Mm -hmm. spicy garlic madness, woo, right there, I'm sold. (laughs) And then the applewood smoked sea salt, come on now. That's, right my, that's one of my that's, favorites. You it changes it changes how you I'm eat. Just, right beautiful. there, I just I see that in greens right there. The applewood yes. smoke sea salt. Yes. I see that in greens, you know. And like I said, the, I'm just telling you what Rushan said. You could try this that's on my, all I your like vegetables, it. all your meats, all the this is what spices is all about. I'm telling you, when I can see something, I immediately go, I like that. Because see, I love that's why I love that maple sugar magic, because I mm. love bittersweet. I like, you know, sugar salt. I like those flavors that kind of like when I eat, it gives me a mixed vibe and it's a, a certain level of enjoyment. That's why I love your spices. And I'm going to tell you some jerk. I love me some jerk flavor. The fact you got jam and jerk in there. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm so excited. I am going to get you a new box. You have you have the spices. We had our salt-free line first, but now that we have more flavors, mm-hmm. I got you. I got well, see, you. Here's the cool thing about it. First of all, I have you know I have a, I have a home in Houston. I've been mm-hmm. blessed. I have a home in Atlanta, and I have an office kitchen. Okay, so when you when you when the shipment is going to stay at my office. Okay, and then I'm gonna have my other shipment at my house. That way, I'm I not. I don't have to take my little jamming jerk to the office or take it to the house and forget to bring. One day, I'm cooking in my office and looking the cabinets missing. So all that's gonna be. I'm gonna take a photo of showing it in my cabinet, and then we're gonna get together. We're gonna come back on, come back together, and I'm gonna be in my kitchen. You're gonna be in your kitchen. We're gonna have some fun. Okay. It sounds like a good time. It sounds like a culinary party. I'm here for it. Oh, look at <laughs> I'm, I'm VIP, y'all. I'm VIP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 came up. <laughs> I love oh, it. Uh, I, I really but, want to thank you for taking your time to come on my show. Because more importantly, I love talking to people in the food industry. I love talking to chefs. It's, 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 it's a culinary world that, you know, a lot of people, when they go to restaurants, they don't know there's a black chef back there. They don't know that blacks are, are really dominating it. And then also the fact that I like to bring on chefs because, you know, 
the black community has a sense of what chefs are, you know, the, the, the neighborhood soul food joints. And we are doing more than that in the kitchen. I, my man Sam, I have them all on this show. They all come over here and I left. Uh, I got my man Eduardo out of Seattle. He's coming on the show. I'm my man Rodney Scott down in Carolina. So they all come on my show. My boy Bledsoe out of L.A., who I started way back in the day when he was just doing barbecue in Compton, California. So now to have you on my show, I want to thank you for taking the time. But you are family now, okay? You're beautiful. First of all, I just love your look. I love your hair. You know, when you came on, I said I love your style. So, Thank you. With that being said, I know why TV loves you. I know you got that telly award winning <laughs> television honor. You're going to get more than that, and we're going to be friends, okay? Me, you, friends for life, okay? Friends. I got you. I got you. Yes, here we are. Yes. <laughs> so again, okay, just savor. That's right. Uh, uh, spice flavors, over 20 signature spice flavors. Like I said, jam and jerk, uh, garlic goodness. I'm just calling that my favorites, you know. I'm just keeping hollering at my favorites, you know. But she has over 20 signature spices. They're, like I said, they're vegan and gluten-free, 100% natural with no MSG. Thank you for coming on my show again, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. And everyone go to justsavor.com and get your spices today. Find your delicious. There you go. There you go. I love it. <laughs> and we talk more. We'll be right back with more from Rashawn McDonald and Money Making Conversations. Don't touch that dial. This report is brought to you by Humana. If you're a veteran on Medicare, there are Medicare Advantage plans that complement the coverage you get through the VA. Ed Sandrick is director of Humana's Veterans Channel. How does a Medicare Advantage plan work with VA benefits? A Medicare Advantage plan can complement uh, the health care services and benefits that a veteran gets at the, through the VA. The Medicare Advantage plans that Humana offers, particularly the Humana Honor Medicare Advantage plan, which was designed with veterans in mind who use the VA, works side by side. As I said, it, it kind of complements the VA health care. An individual can go to the VA for the services that he or she wants or needs at the VA and is eligible for, and also can use the uh, Medicare Advantage Network uh, as well, side by side. They don't uh, interrupt one another. Um, there are some myths and misconceptions among the veteran community that it, they may jeopardize their VA health care should they use original Medicare or Medicare Advantage. That's just not the case. For more information, visit Humana.com slash Medicare. Hi, I am Rashawn McDonald, host of MoneyMakingConversation.com. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award is a celebration of black men making a difference in our community by empowering others to reach their life goals. They can be civic leaders, people in business, activists, celebrities, and everyday dads. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award honoree this week is Dr. George Frazier. Black business lives matter. Dr. George Frazier, the CEO and founder of FrazierNet. He is regarded as one of the foremost respected authorities on entrepreneurship and building generational wealth and economic empowerment for the black community. Stop living brothers and sisters above your means, which means you're spending more than you earn. Stop living even within your means, which means you're spending everything you earn and live below your means and invest the rest. So as your income increases, your cost of living should either decrease or stay the same. The Cafe Mocha Swag Award represents men who have strength, whose wisdom is assertive, and who is genuine in their spirit. Welcome back to Money Making Conversations. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. My next guest is Derek Rutledge. He's arguably one of the most prolific and sought-after makeup artists of his time. Derek Rutledge is launching a limited edition of eyelashes known as the Derek Rutledge Perfecting Your Presence, the PYP collection. He is known throughout the industry for helping his megastar clients 
Define their look. Derek informs that perfecting a woman's presence begins with their eyes. Derek's, Derek Ruckler's PYP is included in this year's Oprah's Favorite Things holiday gift list, featured in the December 2020 issue of O, Oprah Magazine, and OprahMag.com. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Derek Rutledge. Hey, hey, everybody <laughs> up here. How you doing? Well, first of all, Derek, you know, I, uh, first of all, being on the line with somebody who knows how to get the face right. How did that start? How did the whole makeup thing start? Well, you know, we have 25 minutes here, so I, you know, I could tell you, talk to you for the next three hours about that, but I'm going to condense it for yes. you. Thank um, you. College, um, from college to working with a publisher that took me to Europe and creating a wonderful portfolio that brought me back here to work with Dudley Cosmet Cosmetology for about four years. From there to BET, wow. that I was there for about five years. And that's where I got to meet so many of the wonderful celebrities that I work with now and work with continuously for about 20 years, wow. um, going, you know, doing um, tours and movie videos and movies and videos and award shows. And then from there to getting that call of uh, to come in and audition for the first lady, Michelle Obama, mm -hmm. and was there from 2009 until 11. And then while I was there, Oprah Winfrey saw my work and asked me if I would come in and audition for her. And once I did that, I was working with both Michelle Obama and uh, first, you know, Oprah Winfrey, and then the, the because their schedules are so rigorous and they had such a tight schedule, it was very difficult to work with both. So I, have, I made the decision to um, continue on with Oprah Winfrey, and I've been with her now for the past ten years. Mm -hmm. Now you made a decision. There was your decision to first lady. That's what you're saying, and your decision was Oprah. That was your decision. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a decision. What mm -hmm. it was, okay, both of them had mm -hmm. rigorous schedules. And right. both of them, you know, it was, it was a tug, tug of war type right, of thing. And, right. and, and, and um, I've been there three years. Yes, sir. It was... It was just, it was, it was hey, easy. Derek, it was, get there. Come on now. You're the best, Derek. Come on. I'm going to stop all this. You, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm bragging about you now. Okay. A tug okay. of war between First Lady Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey. Conceivably, the most powerful black woman in the history of politics. You have to say her. That's Michelle Obama. Uh -huh. And the most powerful black lady in the history of entertainment and entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You can't get any better than that. That's a testimony to your skill set. Yes, now, it is. Yes, now, yes, it is. Now, um, and, now, and, and so it was a long, arduous road to get there. You know, absolutely. I mean, I, when I, you know, I dreamed of being at the White House. You know, mm -hmm. I, I really wanted when I saw them, you know, Michelle Obama and, and Barack literally at the inaugural ball dancing. I just kept saying, I really want to do her makeup. Now, right. let's back that up to when I was working at BET. Every day at four o'clock, I would literally be sitting in the makeup room doing makeup on the celebrities as they were coming in right. and always tuning in at four o'clock saying then back then, I just want to do Oprah one time. I just would love to just do Oprah one time, mm -hmm. you know, just so she could see my work. And that was back then. And I mean, because I left BET in um, 2000. 
Night well, nineteen ninety nine. What show were you working on? What shows were you working on? MB. I was working on every. I was doing the, all the flagship shows. I did every. I mean, Video Soul. I was doing Caribbean Rhythms with Rachel. I was doing Donnie Simpson, Sherry Carter, Rachel. I was doing Angela Stribling. I was doing every all the news shows. I was doing all the flagship shows. Right mm-hmm. there, and I literally got there um, through the recommendation of Kenya Moore because she was doing hosting a show at that time and wasn't pleased with whoever was doing her makeup. And they asked she they asked her, "Well, what can make you happy?" She said. Um, another makeup artist. He said, well, who do you know someone? She said, well, you got the best here in the city. Because, I, of course, I live here in Washington, D.C. And uh, they brought me in. I did her show. The makeup artist that was there literally went on vacation. From there, they asked me would I stay on and do the makeup for all the shows that were there on, wow. the, on the network. Wow. And I said, yes. From that, they asked me if I could stay on. You know, mm-hmm. so it just, you know, um, and that was right off the skirts of working for Dudley Cosmetology is in charge of putting together all their beauty books for almost five years. Um, and then, you know, it was, I was traveling back and forth going to, from DC to North Carolina every week. Right. Um, and after, you know, building up their, you know, the, building their makeup line and, and helping with all the beauty books and everything, they decided that they, you know, it was time for me to let, to let me go. And one thing I know for sure is that, Whenever God feels that you you've gotten to a place where you start to be stagnant, and it's time to move on. Right. You may be scared to do it, so He always has a way of helping you to get to that next level and forcing you out. Um, right. And that's what got me being home in DC, mm-hmm. which got me to being a BET. Mm-hmm. And then once BET decides to leave DC and go to New York, right? I had the option of one of uh, going to New York, moving to New York, and reapplying for my position there but i love new york for visiting i'm not a person that really likes new york for new york is a different beast now it's, it is. It's, it's a beast it's a beast and i and i was comfortable here at my home here and because by that time i had such a big name people that wanted my services they flew me wherever they needed me to go so i decided to step out on faith i decided to at that time I decided to have my gastric bypass surgery because I, I literally was known as the, the big guy in the makeup room that could beat face. That's what was, was my mm-hmm. title. That You know, that big guy in the big makeup room that could beat face to sit in that last booth in the back. Right. And see, at that time, I got up to, at my heaviest weight, 580 pounds. But it was when I left BT and decided to step out on faith, I said, I can't hide in the makeup room anymore. I've got to wow. do something to do further my career and help my career and pivot me to being more visible. And so I had my gastric bypass. And from that, my con- I mean, I, from that, I lost 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I literally, my confidence level really blew up. And I started being more, um, started being more visible, taking my, what I did on the road and doing makeup seminars right? and doing, you know, so um, everything I've done for my career to help myself has been something to build me and take me to the next level. Now, let's talk about that. So you are a motivational story. You know, like, there's a couple of things I want to pull back on. When you said you okay. went out on faith. Okay, you went out on your resume. Okay. And you went out, You really did have a plan. Because like you said, you decided to lose weight. That was a plan. Mm-hmm. You had a, an incredible resume. That was a plan. The faith part was just the inspiration part of it. 
And I always tell people when they're doing business, keep your faith, but have your business plan. Have your resume right. updated. Have your bio right. accurate. Then you right. go out there and you, you can go out on faith. Too many people use put too much pressure and too much responsibility on the word faith. And when I hear it come out of your mouth and I'm hearing your story and your journey, hard work, consistency, reputation. The thing about I love about your story so far is that you were honest with yourself. You were honest about your physical being. Because once you lost that weight or that weight was taken off of you, then mm-hmm. you physically you could do more. You could walk more. You was not as fatigued. You wasn't leaning on leaning on the chair, leaning on the counter, well, all know, those things, right? You know what? Um, even at the, my my biggest weight, because well, I decided to have the gastric bypass. Yes. But I, I, I didn't, I don't, people say I was easy way out. It was not the easy way out because I took, I did everything. Mm-hmm. I tried so many different diet plans to right. get to where I want. I would lose the weight. Then I would, once I got, got off that plan, I gained. I lose again. I lose again. And what happened was I was pushing myself. I would literally, you know, I would laugh outwardly, but inwardly I was very up very unhappy right and um if it wasn't for the fact that i had such a good heart mm-hmm. and was so damn good at what i did right i don't think i would have gotten as far because i didn't find out till i lost the weight that a lot of the celebrities that i work for yolanda adams cc wine shaka khan um uh, shantae moore um, and the list goes on and on and right. on and on. Mm-hmm. They will always recommend me Shaka Khan. You know, they will always recommend me to different producers and you know to to and directors that they wanted their makeup done by me. Magazine editors and a lot of them I found out after, you know later on down the line um, said that if it wasn't for your artists pushing for you, we right. would not use you because we were worried that you would not be able to. You have a heart attack on set. Right. You're Travel. worried about mm-hmm. having to pay for two seats on the plane, things right. like that. Mm-hmm. And but it was but it was up to me. It had to be up to me to decide enough is enough. I love and I got tired of walking through the airports Honestly. and having to stop mm-hmm. in order to um get halfway down, get them, you know, get to my gate. So um it, it was, you know, it was my my strong determination and my faith that, you know, pushed me towards doing this. And then also the fact that I have a lot, you know, that I have, that I still have to do on this right, earth. Right. And I needed to further my life in order mm-hmm. to tell that story and to help other people. Because I I know I'm here, you know, for a purpose. And my purpose is um, for love and to help. I, I, right. I'm a good motivator. Right. I'm a good connector. And I, that's what a lot of people say. And um, my story is, is, is a... It's, first of all, just tell you something, Derek. First of all, you're a good-looking guy, okay, and you have a style about you, okay. You know, you like that flawless skin. See, a lot of things. You know, I'm gonna tell you something. You know, if, if you go in the kitchen and the guy say he's a great chef, but the kitchen's dirty, okay, I don't care how good the kitchen. I'm not gonna use him, and I'm not gonna trust his food. So, from Very what I'm true. seeing, from, from what I'm seeing here, your presentation's outstanding. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. You understand what I'm saying? So, I have so, to be. I have to be a. a, a I have to be a example of what I'm selling. Yes. I can't talk about beautiful skin, taking care of yourself. If not, if I'm not an example of what I'm talking about, I take very, yes, I do take very good care of my skin. Um, as a matter of fact, I've been doing since COVID um, took over, right. um, took place. I literally have been doing a lot of zoom meetings, um, um, uh, tutorials. I've been doing a lot of 
just talking with people, trying to get them to understand that this, you know, this setback doesn't mean that, you know, it's all over with. This is just, just a time for you to reflect and pivot and figure out what it is deep down that you really wanted to do and sit back, think, um, pray, get quiet, listen to the voice of God, and then figure out what it is that you really had these, these desires right. that you wanted to do and, and act upon them, which is what I did. Because my life, I mean, as I tell people, this is the longest I've ever been at home in my entire life. Right. I, my life for 30 years mm -hmm. has always been on the road mm -hmm. in another country, somewhere around the world, traveling with um, an artist. And to be home from March 10th, um, from March 10th to now, has been it, it's been it's been difficult. But what I did was I decided it's it's really time to now all these beauty lines, all these yes. um, skincare lines, all these things that I had this this desire this desire to do that I had out 15 years ago that I didn't have the time to do because my schedule was so rigorous. Bring them back out, but instead of doing it. Um, bring out an entire line, introduce them one at a time. Because right. um, with now with, with social media, you can really get out there and showcase yourself. And it's not as difficult because I was having to go on the road and carry products from convention hall to convention hall, right. paying <laughs> all those fees, flying in my staff, right. paying for hotels, airfare, mm -hmm. and everything. And by the time you sell your product, you can only really a breaking even. Break, breaking even. Um, or is that even worth that, their, that's it. No, the profits don't, don't have value to it. Now, right, let's don't. talk about that because we, we brought you on the show to talk about something that's uh, in Oprah Winfrey's favorite things for the holiday gift. That's a Derek Rutledge right. perfecting your presence, which is the PIP collection. Now, mm -hmm. I, uh, if you look in the video, he has some boxes behind him, these beautiful eyelashes. One of the most alluring things I find are the eyes of a woman. You know, if you just yes. blocked out the entire head and they body and just show that their eyes, their eyes tell an, an amazing story. Yes, and so for you, to, for you to come up with a, with this, this plan of action, talk about how it came about. Of course, you see it. When you do a makeup, you, you're the closest a person would get without kissing or having a romantic relationship. It's a makeup artist, by the way, because they get that close on you. And so That's they, 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 they get that close on you. So you get to see the, the, the everything on a person's face, why it works, why it don't work. So talk to us about putting this whole thing together, one, and then we're going to talk about when you got the call that you was in the Oprah box. Wow. <laughs> well, like I said, um, during COVID, um, I had to figure out what I was going to do. Um, and it was at the, when when people started talking about, I, I've been on different, every every Instagram you could think of, you know, right. talking, you know, actually interviewing a lot of celebrities that I literally have been doing makeup for us. I did interview Darlene. Well, we won't go into names. It was a lot. Yeah. And so everyone got saying, why if people I'm I'm reading these comments because what I do is in order for me to keep focus, I don't look at the comments because I so I will literally take my glasses off so I don't read anything people are saying. And they said, Derek, are you reading the comments? I said, No, I can't see them. They right. said, Well Derek, everyone's talking about your skin and how beautiful your skin is and yeah. how pretty you look on on the thing. What are you doing? So I told them you know, different things I was doing. And so they said, well, I've run out of stuff here. At, you know, I've run out of my products and I can't get to the store. So then I was telling people how to shop their pantries and how they can use all kinds of ingredients they had at home to create masks and moisturizers. And they went from there to, well, oh my God, whatever it is that you're going to sell, 
you know, we'll buy it because we, we obviously see that, you know, you have beautiful skin. So <laughs> yes. whatever you sell as far as skin, we'll buy it. Yes. And so I decided you know, I would come out with something for skin. But then because we're forced to have to wear masks, right. I said my campaign was, how do you make an impression? Yes, mm. of course, you want to take care of your skin. That's first and foremost, because you're at home. You want to, you know, you, you're, you're, you're in situations like now it's getting cold, so it's getting drier, so you want to keep mm-hmm. your skin moisturized. Mm-hmm. But how are you having to wear, make an impression when you're having to wear a mask? How do you make an impression when you're having to do these Zoom meetings, you have to do all these interviews, and you're now holding board meetings on, on the computer through your eyes? Your eyes tell a story. So... I said, well, the first thing I would do is I would come out with a collection of lashes. Right. Um, and it, it was it was a long process because, first of all, having to get them in, having to look at them, having to figure out, because it wasn't just a thing of just picking some lashes. I thought really hard. And all this is happening during COVID, lashes. right? All this has happened during COVID, correct? All this happened during COVID. It literally happened during COVID. And this started happening in May. I started back in May working on it and getting all the product in to look at. And then I had to keep in mind, I wanted this to be universal. So I wanted to think about all the ethnicities that I wanted to reach. So I had to think about and look at different ways that women's eyelashes grow according to their ethnicity. Um, And so then I chose, and then I wanted them, you know, a lot of lashes uh, have hair on one band. But Mm -hmm. what I wanted was, I wanted them to be more 3D and 4D, 5D and 2D dimensional. So because so that they will look just like they were literally coming out of someone's eyes, which meant that it was a, a, a thicker band, which was, which was a cotton band. And I wanted them to last because I don't want someone to spend their money on a product that will not last. So once that was done, then the thing came up of naming the product. Once mm-hmm. I named everything, mm-hmm. um, um, I bought a, you know, safely, Bought in other makeup artists that I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with mm-hmm. that have names in the industry. And I, I chose my 25 that I wanted. And I, but I, and I broke, I started at 200, broke it down to 50. I chose my 25 and I had each one of them choose their favorites and looked on the back to see which ones they had chosen. And it was, if it was the one I chose. And basically all of them picked just about the exact same ones that I chose. And the ones that I had question about that I really wanted, but I was if I could add more to the collection. Um, and then they chose, told me why they liked them and then why I liked them. Then when I talked with my manager, he said, okay, let's add another three pairs. So the collection was 28 pair. Right. Um, and then I, I also did, I did not forget the generations. I went from the baby, the baby boomers all the way to generation Z, those yes. big long, Lashes mm-hmm. that you see a lot of the young girls wearing mm-hmm. that are, and some of the um, some of those women that like a little boldness and sassiness <laughs> as well. Those real yeah. long, long, yeah, I know you're talking about. I so I, so I, and I, 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 them into I was wondering that you wanted the culprits behind that nag. I was going, where these big old long lash lashes coming from? So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, so I went. I have three. You know, I so then I broke them into categories: the the sheroes, which are the long, luxurious ones the Lush and then the Pret-a-Porte. And then once I did that, I sent them to um, Oprah. And what I did was to make it easier, I chose six pair out of the bunch, three for day, three for evening, Mm -hmm. told her to pick her favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, out of the three for day, out of the three to take it from day to evening, pick your 
um, pick one from each category. And she did. Once she did, I had my team to work on a beautiful kit. When choosing on when I was thinking about what I wanted the kit to look like, I wanted it to be something pretty, elegant, luxurious, because that's the image that I um, portray. So once they came back with it, um, and I wanted to also make it easy. So that's where the adhesive came in. That's where the applicator came in. And then after I did that, I sent the kit to O Magazine for consideration for favorite things. And next thing I know is, I mean, it, it was a couple of weeks later, I heard back from them. Mm-hmm. And they said, you've been chosen as favorite things. And of course, I had my little minor breakdown because <laughs> it was this was a long process to get right. to this point because this was all being done during COVID. Even my photo shoot, the the girl that I that's the brand for the eyelashes, mm-hmm. she literally was seven months pregnant. Mm. Her fiance was the photographer, who's a big no, big time photographer, mm. and I used her previously on another campaign, and I loved her look so much, and she was so beautiful. I wanted to use her again. Little did I know that her fiance was a big time photographer. And wow. during COVID, you know, she, like I said, she was pregnant. And when we shot the campaign back in July, she was seven months pregnant then. And then I couldn't, it was also during the time when you really couldn't travel anywhere. Right. So what I had to do was literally um, figure out, well, how is the, am I going to be able to do makeup? What I did was I shot here at my home using my goddaughter as a model for just to show you up close what the, what the last year would look like. But I needed to get the, my girl you know my model shot in la because that's where the photo she was taking out taking place literally my beauty goddaughter that took one of my classes that i use for a lot of events um in la or wherever she is mm-hmm. she just happened to be in la during that time because she was going there for a movie and just when she got there and arrived the movie got shut down because of covid where right. she was still there right. i reached out to her and said brianna can you please this um, shoot, she went and got tested. Um, the photographer and his, and his fiance got tested. She did the shoot, and of course, I'm one of those people that likes to do. I, I'm, I'm when I get on set to do a photo shoot. Yes. I am very anal. I'm very mm-hmm. demanding I'm, right. because it's a. It has to be. It has Your to. Be, it has to look like something I did. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so um, I literally was on Zoom calls trying to tell. Okay, I want you to do this. You know, now, I, now I want the eyebrow to look a little bit like this. And um, okay, it, I was, you know, I, then I, I had to step back and say, you know what, Derek, you need to trust her. She's 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 taking some classes from you, and also she is a very good makeup artist on her own right, by her own right. So let me go on and trust her that she's going to give me the Derek Rutledge, which is Derek Rutledge, the draft signature, and from there. Trusted, and yes. then with my the behind the scenes person with with Brianna, which was Ken, Brianna, which was the, the makeup artist Shelby, who was a model, and her fiance Brandon. I got some wonderful, wonderful content. Well, you know, um, you, 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 you trusted pushing. people. You trusted people. You know, yeah, I trust. I would tell people it was, I, it, I, it, it was definitely a trust factor because. I'm one of those people that likes to do things myself. Which well, that's is why, true. That's true. But you, know, you and, can accomplish and, but, this you know, by you yourself. Can't, you, can't, you can't build a, a yeah, an empire. empire. You put trust in <laughs> Absolutely. Yourself. Absolutely. And I, that's what I love about your story is that, and that's why I allowed you to tell it, because uh, as you started telling your story, more and more people started coming into your conversation. 
I started with this idea in May. Then all of a sudden, as you were going through, people getting on the phone, collaborating with other people, depending on people, trusting. And when you start right. trusting people, then they brought on other people of higher quality that you didn't know. You know, you didn't sit. And so that your, your story is very uh, motivational to me. And that's why I wanted to bring it up. Fight the fact you have talent. And you're so casual. You say, I sent Oprah some of the eyelashes so she can pick out. He said that's so casual. You know, because your career. Well, I did. No, 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 Listen to me. I wanted to. Listen to me. You are talented, dude. You have the right to be. You have the right to talk the way you talk. You have the right to be as casual as you wait. Because guess what? I'm not in. You're not in awe of your success. It's tied to hard work. You have these relationships. I know Rolanda Allen. She's one of my best friends. Okay. Yolanda, you know, you know, Yolanda, I did, Yolanda is, I call Yolanda my sister. You Absolutely. Know, I, I'm hearing up now just thinking about that because I love Yolanda Adams. She's mm -hmm. been a, like a big sister to me. I've been a big brother to her. Absolutely. I, I, I love Yolanda Adams. Yolanda is a, you know, that's my sister. Okay. She's Big sister, I love her. No, no, just I asked her. wedding. You know that I did a wedding, right? Absolutely. You're listening to Money Making Conversations with Rashawn McDonald. We'll be right back. Cars today are like a computer on wheels, but you can't fix any of these new features yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost you a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive repairs. That's why you need Car Shield. Car Shield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a cover repair, including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. Car Shield understands payment flexibility is a must. Plans are customizable and as low as $99 a month. No long-term contracts or commitment. Plus, you get to pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work and CarShield takes care of the rest. They also offer complimentary 24-7 roadside assistance and a rental car while yours is being fixed. CarShield is America's number one auto protection company. For as low as $99 a month, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands. Call 1-800-CAR-6000 and mention code MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y, or visit Car carshield.com and use code money m-o-n-e-y to save 10 percent. that's carshield.com code money a deductible may apply welcome back to money making conversations i'm your host rashawn mcdonald there come on you really need to stop you know i know who you are okay and i and i forgot that you know because i managed steve harvey for 16 years so we bumped into steve each harvey yeah absolutely so at a hotel. Yes. And, so, and motivated me in the gym at the hotel on the on the elliptical going board. Absolutely. So I, I, I we bumped heads. We we we've connected it several times. It wasn't until this interview I remember I said, I know, I know my man. We bumped heads a couple of times in a positive way. Now when you when you when what has been the reaction when you getting part of the holiday gift collection? Or were you just first of all you bowled over, but the, but being able to launch your brand that way. Talk to us about that. Well, um, the good thing about all of this is that I've been hearing from people, Derek, we've been, you've been in the background for so long. You always, you, you always have been so humble yes. about yes. making sure that yes. whoever you work with, always you make sure they're in the, in the forefront. You always, I mean, for instance, I, I'll, I'll use this as an example. I walked with, with a celebrity. I can't go into names, mm -hmm. but I was not a celebrity. And then another celebrity came up and said, oh my God. Do you know who this is? Talk to the celebrity. That's Derek Brunner. She's done this and he's done this and he's done this right, and he's done. Right, right. And so I'm standing like about three, four feet behind him. I'm going <laughs> like that because the whole and then once and they once they saw me do that, then they 
shut up. So I went to them later. I said, you know what? I, whenever I'm with a celebrity, they're the one that need, they are the star. It's yes. not me. Yes. It's always them. It's yes. all about them. Yes. Now, when I'm, you know, when I go to an event and it's all up and I'm by myself. Yes. Or it's all about me. But I always make sure that whoever I'm with, whatever celebrity I'm with, and even if, and it doesn't even have to be a celebrity. It's whoever I'm working with at that, that, at that time. It could be a bride. It could be a model. It could be anybody. They are the focus. It's not me. Uh, and so everyone kept saying, Derek, you have been in the background for so long, pushing so many other people. Let us get behind you and push you because it's time you you've been doing this for a long time. Like I said, it's been 30 years. I've been doing makeup. Thank God I've taken good care of myself that I don't look like I've been doing makeup for 30 years. You look fantastic. Um, You're looking fantastic, my friend. You well, I appreciate fantastic. that. Yeah, this year I turned 59. Well, you look fantastic. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, I need some help here, Derek. I got to get personal. We're going to wrap up this call, but I need a little help on my face. Okay, okay? no problem, no problem. Now, see, I, but yeah, Because I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm struggling with some bags under my eyes today. Okay. okay, well, we're working on something like that that I'm working on for next I, year. I know you I'm, are. I'm testing it. I'm testing it. So that that's one of the things I get from a lot of people. That and and some and whatever the serum is I use on my face, which I came out 15 years ago. I'm coming out with that as well. Okay, but right Let's now, go back to the I'm bags. When is that coming out? When is that coming out? The, the bags. When is what coming out? The bags under your eyes. When is that coming I'm out? I'm getting personal you know, now. You, when you're talking about stuff like that, you have to do tests because you don't want yeah, to absolutely. put out something and then you get people saying that mm -hmm. you messed up their skin or, you know. So when you're doing stuff like that, you have mm -hmm. to get all kinds of tests done and you got to yes. make sure that you have doctors yes. that actually um, go in. And, you know, so I don't want to rush that, but uh -huh. I've been working on that. I was working on that before COVID. Absolutely. Because I, that was because I get that problem with a lot of the clients I work with. So I've been working on something like like that for a while. But um, before that comes out, I'm going to come out with the skin oil because this serum that I've been using, like I said, I came out with it 15 years ago mm -hmm. and I've been, been using it continuously since then. So I've been, you know, that's why my skin radiates the way it does because mm -hmm. of that. But right now we're pushing lashes. We're pushing the <laughs> presence lashes right now. And we want to literally, and not only that, but the other 26 mm -hmm. pair of the collection is also available on the website, Perfecting Your Presence. So um, besides the besides the kit we, mm -hmm. we have here, mm -hmm. um, I also have the other 26 pair in the collection. That and also you have an eyelash liner that comes, eyelash, uh, mascara yeah, liner, it's a, right? It's a, well, no, it's not a mascara. It's um, it's the just the lashes and it's the a, adhesive and the applicator. Oh, okay, okay. Excuse, okay. but also... Because I, I, what I was getting was requ requests from women to know, okay, if I'm going to get them, how do I apply them? So yes. I actually did a step-by-step -step tutorial mm -hmm. on the website as well, demonstrating how easy it is to apply the lashes. And okay, cool. I've been getting a lot of calls from a lot of women telling me that they actually were putting the lashes on and found that they were doing it wrong. And also the fact that they um, learned a lot from the tutorial. So that's good. I mean, last night... Um, Giselle Bryant was was showcasing how she wore, was wearing mm -hmm. the lashes while she was doing her uh, Housewives of Potomac thing last right, night, you right, know, her, her right. thing with that. So a lot of the celebrities are now reaching out and and helping with pushing me. And then I got women that are getting the kits and and also the lashes from the collection and actually doing tutorials or or tagging themselves in the lashes and sending them to me. And so what I'm doing 
is on the website and on the Instagram site, Perfecting Your Presence. I'm showcasing these women because PYP, Perfecting Your Presence, is a community. Mm-hmm. It was a actual platform that I took on the road and coach women on how to uplift their their with the way they look with um helping with their hair their well-being their clothes their look mm-hmm. by bringing in experts in each of those fields and talking to them about them and now because of what's going on i made it a virtual platform where women can all ask me questions i can interview people and i can help women on how to help themselves through this platform but i did not forget the men because a lot of men are struggling with this same problem so i've also um am going to be showing men on how to groom their beards absolutely how to color their beards because a yes. lot of them say well you know yes you know they want to color them but they want to do it i'll safely. be your guinea pig i'll be your guinea pig there come on now <laughs> and they want to be able to do it with, and they want to be able to still keep a little bit of the gray in there yes, yes. but it's the way it look realistic you know yes. Yes. and then also how you know to, We're going to be friends for a long time, Derek. I'm going to just let yeah, you know you that know, right so, now. So, you know, mm-hmm. just just call on me. Let me know mm-hmm. when it is you want to be a guinea pig. And Absolutely. we will literally go through and yeah, I will but... demonstrate on, using you as a, a model where you are on how you can go about trimming your beard. As a matter of fact, I clean mine up today to make sure I look good. Well, yeah, you, on look, your well you know, you got about five, six compliments from me. So, you know, you're looking good. He's known as the makeup maestro, celebrity Thank makeup artist. Thank you so much. I appreciate Derek that. Derek Rutledge is the man behind the face of some of the most photographed women in the world, including Oprah, Michelle Obama, Yolanda Adams, Shaka Khan, and more. He is a, the Derek Rutledge PYP is now P-Y-P. in the... PYP, Oprah's Favorite Things Holiday Gift, listed in the December 2020 issue of O, the Oprah Magazine, and OprahMag.com. Derek, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me here. You don't understand how how happy I was to hear to be a part of of your collection of (laughs) all your celebrities that you work with. And and, and to be amongst all those people really touched me hard. Well, you know, you're an entrepreneur. But I just want to let you know that, you know, you're such a gifted guy and you're such a humble guy. Sometimes when I I invite guests like you on the show, I got to let you know you're here because you're a hard worker. You're here because your resume tells you you belong to be here. You belong here. And so keep keep that humbleness because I've learned to be humble. Sometimes jumping out there trying to get in front of the line ain't the line you want to be in. It's not. It's not. And I learned, I had a mother that, that took me and my family, my mother and father, made sure we were in church every mm-hmm. week. And the one thing I learned is you you let your good works speak for themselves. There you go. You have let other people speak of your good works. So yes. I don't tell people how good I am and what I can do. Yes. I let what I do show what I can do. And go. other people tell other people about me and that's how I've gotten, you know, have gone so far in this industry because well, that's that's so how you got on my show. You know what I'm saying? It. I knew about you. Then they brought up in our meeting. I talented me. They said, "What about Derek Rutledge?" I said, hey, "That's my man, uh, 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 Yolanda Adams." Because like, like I said, Yolanda Adams, she she comes on my show every year. Yeah, she's my she's my uh, emotional checkup. She comes in. Yes. And yes. She, and she's whenever I'm down and I need mm-hmm. to need need a check in. Or need a checkup, or need somebody to push me. <laughs> I call Yolanda, and That's Yolanda good. snaps me right, That's snaps me good. right back in the shape. She really does. All right, my friend. I want to thank you for coming on the show. We're gonna talk you soon. Again. And then uh, tell them to send some of the uh, links so we can put it on my social media and put it in my newsletter. Okay. 
I sure will. I appreciate it. Thank you, Derek. I Rock appreciate you. Thank you. And take care, everybody back there. All right there. Thank you. I love him. He's a, he, he a little bit of country in him. Back there. Y'all back there in, uh, you know, TV <laughs> land. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody, I'm in Washington, D.C. Are you from the country? Yeah, absolutely. I North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I still have, no, I have the city, but I still got the country in me. Hey, Derek, Derek has been so sophisticated. Anyway, bye, y'all in TV land. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. Stay strong. We'll I talk love soon. You too. Thank Bye-bye. you again. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, y'all.